heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Alrighty, folks, this is episode number 120 of YWC Football Talk. It is a momentous episode, and I know it's not as momentous as 100. Matt, you were on for 100, but this other guest of mine, making his first ever appearance on YWC Football Talk, it is the one and only Chris Ramey. Chris, I can't call you Chris, I'm sorry. Ramey, welcome to YWC Football Talk. How are we feeling today? Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. How about them Cowboys? fuck off um there is a well we're gonna we're gonna get on that we're gonna get on that note sorry i had to get that in there at least you're not like michael Irvin coming on first take today and saying uh oh yeah cowboys meant to go buy your super bowl tickets and all this stuff um because i was saying to you guys off air this that. this spread of games this was a very bad spread but one of the best highlighted games which matt i think you were there on friday when bobby was telling me like expect the patriots to get their asses whooped this well, game was the complete opposite of what we expected it should have been. I mean, I didn't see a lot of it, but I was just, I mean, Dallas looked like they controlled everything. And it was one of those games where it was like the team was getting dominated is still somehow in it. I'll let Ramey explain on this more, but they literally shot themselves in the foot by the amount of penalties they took. Like there was the one play where Cedric Wilson had a nice catch, which would have got them within the 10 yard line. And there was a holding call. There was like other big plays and then boom, it would be a false start. Or even there was another uh, ineligible receiver downfield because alignment literally offensive linemen can't turn their back. Cause if they do that, they appear as an eligible receiver when they don't report to the official. Um, this was just a game where literally, and also too, one thing I'll say is Mike McCarthy calling that timeout. I'm trying to think if it was in the fourth quarter or in the, right before the end of the first half, but Mike McCarthy's clock management, there were so many things that if Dallas did right, this game would have been a smoke. Cause like, if you see the stats and even too, Matt, look up the time of possession. Dallas absolutely obliterated them, New they? England. 39-17 yeah. to 26-51. Yeah. And you said it, Mike McCarthy's fucking clock management. Dallas is five and one. They could go to the Super Bowl. Mike McCarthy is the reason why they won't. He's so the he, dumbest he's, so he's not fucking coach, person. Right? Oh, he's terrible. They will. They win in spite of him. They're five and one. They should be one and five or two and four because of Mike McCarthy being a complete moron Somebody when it comes tweeted, to time management. Someone tweeted that like, oh, now they're five and one. Uh, is McCarthy really that bad? People were like, yeah, he is. He's, he's awful. I mean, first of all, he called or he didn't call that timeout before the end of the half when they could have gotten the ball back, but they don't call timeout until there's eight seconds left. Why even call the timeout at that point? You could have done it when there was 38 seconds left. And then the Patriots, of course, take a knee in the effing fourth quarter when he freaking calls the timeout with 24 seconds left. I'm like, okay, we're going to go for it on fourth down. You don't call the fucking timeout. If you're going to kick the field goal, I know he hit it. I know he hit it, but you don't call the timeout. If you're going to kick the field goal, you only call the timeout. If you're going to go for it. Why did they hire him in the first place? They probably Jerry Jones would. is stupid. Yeah. I, I, I say this as an outside party. I And I'm not trying to take a shot or stab or anything. I'm just saying this. The I've said this for years now, and I've said this on this podcast numerous times. The Dallas Cowboys will not win another Super Bowl until Jerry stops making the football decisions, but he's too egotistical to get out of his own way. You bring in a football guy to run the show, it can do wonders. You let Jerry take a back seat, but Jerry's, like I said, his head's just too big for that. Um, the thing that's saving this team right now is Dan Quinn is proving 
why he was such a great defensive coordinator in Seattle. His Some of the schemes he ran up, like we were talking about on Twitter, that Randy Gregory sack, I saw him coming around the corner from a mile away as we was a surprise kitty on camera. But pets are always welcome to YWC Football Talk. And even to the uh, the one Randy Gregory sack and then the strip sack. I think it was the strip sack I saw coming. But even to something like just look at Tra- Trayvon Diggs' play and even to on the offense, offensive side of the ball, which uh, Tony Romo was just pumping the tires for Kellen Mond, uh, honestly, Kellen Mond, uh, Minnesota Vikings backup. Kellen Moore, uh, how he's saying, like, always oh, give you head coach next year and everything like this. I think it's the coordinators doing it, and then McCarthy's just the guy that's in charge. But the one remarkable thing to me in, in all this is for Dallas, they're 6-0 and against the spread. Yeah, and like you said, Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn are the reason why the Cowboys are doing so well. The one thing that Mike McCarthy does, the one decision he gets to make is when to call timeouts, when to go for it on fourth down, and he's just he's missing almost every time with that. Kellen Moore should be the head coach of the Cowboys. Because at the end of the season, it's going to come down to Kellen Moore is going to become a head coach. If Jerry Jones is as good of a football mind as he thinks he is, he lets Mike McCarthy go and he gives Kellen Moore the ship. I told Bobby the other day, I was like, you know, I hate Jerry Jones. Every time they show him on TV, you just want to like stab him. But I hope he lives to be like 190 because Griff's right. He's the, he's holding them back. He's the president, GM, owner. He does all the decisions. And you need but to have the second that voices. he's not in the picture anymore, it's going to be, be his son. Stupid, it's going to be no, his, no, it's a, it's his, it's his, his daughter. Idiot, his idiot daughter and his doofus son-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it is um, no, uh, Ramey. Matt is right, though. I believe Charlotte Jones will be the one taking over. I think Stevens really. I think Steven will still be involved, like president or something like that. But I think Charlotte will hold the majority stake of the team once he's gone. Because Jerry, Jerry can stay for alive for as long as he wants, as long as he just keeps drinking his Johnny Walker Blue. That's his whiskey of choice. (laughs) I just hate that guy so much, but he he needs to stay around forever. (laughs) If they if they win a Super Bowl before I'm dead, I just that might be the darkest day ever. I just. I say this, I say this too with the Cowboys and I know Matt was making, Matt makes fun of me for this the other day and how like, look, I like more than one hockey team, but I view the Dallas Cowboys as the Maple Leafs for the NFL. They live off past success, but you're waiting for them to succeed. And at the same time too, like I'm doing for the Leafs this year, that the Leafs, I don't care what they do in the regular season. It's what you do in the postseason. If Dallas makes it in, but gets out in the divisional round again, it's just going to be back to square one. So for, for me, for the Cowboys, it's, Hey, you can do what you want now. It's what you do in January that truly counts. Because that's was, what people remember. People, was, people are going to remember that. When was the Leafs' last cup? Honestly, last question. cup was '67. Last playoff series win was 2004. Got that long? We were in high school when the last time they won. Yeah, I was in the fifth grade. I was nine the last time the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. Yeah, my dad the was Yankees, one years old. To some extent, the Yankees do the same thing too. Um, I, 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 well, I could talk about the Yankees off camera, but I just, is it a bit of a coincidence to me that they haven't won a world series since George passed away? No, because they're a business now. Well, no, because it's, like, when did George. The YWC baseball podcast, but he used to treat it like, I'm going to spend all my money on this team. And now his son's treating it as like, I have to make money. Cause this is, he's one of the only owners that makes his money from the team. He's not some billionaire from a hedge fund, like Steve Cohen. So they treat it like a business now, but it's like frustrating. Dave, like by going back to football, that's actually what Dave, how David Tepper got his money. Because I was looking it up yesterday to be curious, and David Tepper's the richest owner in the uh, in the NFL right now. He's worth fifteen billion dollars. Is he really? Yeah. If you want other for the, like one of the richest owners in sports, go look up how much Steve Ballmer's worth. I think it's like forty or fifty uh, billion dollars. Yeah, Steve Ballmer's from Microsoft, so he's like he's got what half of what Bill Gates has. Yep, and also too, why, if you ever—I don't know if you've ever seen it—but have you ever seen the Windows ninety-five uh, 
launch for the Start Me Up by the Rolling Stones. One of the funniest videos ever. That was like one of our go-to videos in high school on like E-Bombs World and stuff, which you probably never even heard of. Oh, I know E-Bombs World. Before YouTube, it would be stuff like developers, 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 and the Windows 95 launch. I know know E-Bombs World, though. But um, the only other thing I'll say about yesterday's game on my part from a Patriots side of the side of it, I, I look, I know I tweeted about the ref, the great, the refs are going to call us from what I meant by that was I knew the second that we were punting the ball away. I said, there's no way Dallas loses this game. They're going to go downfield and either get a touchdown or they're going to get a field goal to win the game. That's what I meant by it. Also too, because yesterday was such an up and down roller coaster for the Patriots. Cause it was like, okay, they took the, they took the lead and then fucking Greg Zerline misses the field goal. Mac throws the pick six Mac to Kendrick Bourne with that 75-yard bomb. And then two plays that were costly yesterday that ended up in the downfall was obviously the C.D. Lamb walk-off touchdown. But the fact that the Patriots let the Dallas Cowboys convert from third and 25 and C.D. Lamb got it to fourth and one. Jamie, what's what's Dak's stats in overtime? You told me some ridiculous stats. He's the only quarterback since, I think, 1994 to have never thrown an incompletion in overtime. He's 18 for 18 in four overtime games. Hate him so much. Yesterday was a basically Big 12 football. Like the defenses on both sides were like had their moments where they were good, but then the moments where they were bad. Because obviously Dak threw the Dak threw the intercept. Like both interceptions were off tips, but at the same time, too, they both threw interceptions. But Dak and Mac both played pretty solid yesterday. I think it just came down to really which offense could capitalize more. And look, Dallas got the chance to capitalize and they took the ball and ran with it because. It was no matter who they were getting to someone like, like how look at Mari Cooper was a non-factor, but then they bring in Noah Brown, who I had ne- who I thought was CD lamb for a second. Cause they look, they sort of look, 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 look alike. Uh, and then to Dalton Schultz and even uh, Blake Jarwin, I believe had a touchdown yesterday. Michael Gallup one catch for one yard. Yeah. Michael Gallup on the IR is coming back very soon. Probably after the bye week, maybe like this Dallas Cowboys team has potential. Cause I said about the NFC East going into the year, I didn't know. I thought Washington was going to be the team where we're, we're wrong about that. And um, yeah, that's the only other thing I got to say about this game. So Ramey, I feel like if we're both done talking about this game, uh, do we want to let the New York giant elephant in the room? Uh, well, loose? Luckily, luckily I didn't, I wasn't uh, home for the game. So like I was, I had, I have red zone on the computer at work. So if I'm ever there, I'll be listening to it. So we're up three, nothing. And I was like, wow, cool. I was about to text my friend Ben, I'm like, who's a Rams fan, and be like, really? You guys really going to blow this? And then, of course, you know, absolutely shitting the bed, which is, you know, did anybody expect the Giants to even keep it close? I mean, come on. Do, do we think – I, I got to ask you this. Where do you place more of the blame? Do you place it on, like, Judge and Jason Garrett, or do you like, put it Garrett. more on the, on the players? Because I know – because here's the thing. Like, I follow a few people from Giants Twitter. Like, like obviously, you and Alex uh, – we Talking talked Giants. about Smalls the other day, Justin Pennick yeah. from Talking Giants. Yeah. And some, I feel like with Giants Twitter, a lot of the times, like it's one week it's blaming Jones, one week it's blaming Garrett. That's why I asked that question. Well, this is like half Jones lovers, half Jones haters. And then like, I'm sort of in the middle where I'm like, I think he's better than I used to think he was. He'll have those really good games, but I wouldn't read too much into his shitty game this week. Like he, you're, you're going to have those games, but I blame Jason Garrett and Gettleman. Gettleman's putting the team together. It, it, he has to be the one to go. Can I be honest with you, though? I, I I can see a world where he does get fired, but I can also see a world where they keep him because, remember, the Giants have two first-round picks this year. 
Yeah, one's going to end up being in the mid because the Bears all of a sudden are just going to be 500, I guess. So we'll have if two they're... and 19. Well, the Eagles have like three, eight, and 10 or something like that. But I, I don't see how we, we're what, one and six, one and five, whatever. One and five, one and five, five, soon to be one and six. You have to fire him. Like, just, you just, you have to. Can I, can I be honest with you? I honestly think that there's a chance that this is a trap game for the Panthers because we'll talk about the Panthers in a minute, but they do, they, they're a team that came out hot, but really have cooled off. I could, well, are you going to pick the spread? Because then the Giants are definitely going to win. It's like three and a half points. That it's, I feel like any Giants game, it should be like 10 points for the other team. But okay. I, I so, mean, the Giants could look good against, I mean, who had them beating the Saints? I, I mean, I made fun of you, but of course I had them losing, but it, it, out of nowhere. Three points. So the uh, Carolina Panthers are a three point favorite, and the over under is only at 43. Is it in Carolina? No, it's at MetLife. Well, we're pretty shitty at home. I mean, we're shitty everywhere. So. But then for you guys, though, because I know everyone's been talking about this, I think this is the game you have to win because you're November at the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Tune in for Big Rat Danny and I for that one for our Danny Dimes Primetime series. Then Raiders, then your bye week, and then Monday Night Football again against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before returning home against the Philadelphia Eagles, which I'm already chalking that one up as a loss because that is the day Michael Strahan, Michael Strahan's jersey is getting retired. And through pro football talk, I know this, whenever the Giants honor or retire someone's number, they have a really bad track record of losing those games. Well, Look it up. Bad track record of losing games. No, 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 I know, but it's just for some reason, I think that they've honored players in the past. Like, obviously, they lost to the Falcons with uh, – they did Eli earlier this yeah. year, but I think it was – um what's the guy's name i think it was justin tuck and then there was a couple other guys i'm pretty sure whenever you did those look up the dates because i'm pretty sure they lost those games too so it's just a funny coincidence we're also beyond we have to win this game like the season's over yeah but you guys were bad at the beginning of last season not i mean a little bit different this year because of injuries but you you came on you know in the middle of october end of october we were only in it because dak died and that's the only reason we were even remotely in the division but it's it's over the season's over you well i mean just... getting getting blown out by the rams yesterday no one expected them to really compete the rams are one of the best teams in the nfl you were down four of your six best offensive players so i i chalk up jones being bad to yeah not having I'm, not his overreacting. Weapons. I'm not overreacting to that they probably shouldn't yeah. have even played him he cleared concussion protocol he got his brain scrambled last week you're not going to beat the rams even with him why why even why risk it why and then he it? plays all game and then he gets the uh, who Eli Penny scored the touchdown to get Scorigami. So at least we got something out of it. But like he's playing down 38 to th- whatever it was. Like, really? My one thing with the Giants is too, though, because I was hearing this say on uh, Canty and Gold on ESPN radio through Sirius XM, just, just if you guys were wondering. Shout out to them. And um, shout out to them. And Chris Canty came up with a really good point today. How long? Because even the other thing too with Daniel Jones is why did they not pull him sooner? And play Mike Glennon. Like, I know Mike Glennon's Mike Glennon. But at the same time, too, if you're getting killed and you're still running big plays with Jones where he could potentially hurt himself further, you keep doing stupid things like this, eventually the players are going to turn against you. We saw this, I believe, with Ben McAdoo. Oh, Did, boy. And didn't we see – man, like, why don't they oh, – why don't, why don't they bring him back? Just the slick hair, the oversized, like, wind jackets. Like, man, just bring Ben McAdoo back to coach it. He's actually – I looked this up to see where he's he was. He's on the Cowboys. He's a Cowboy yeah. assistant. He's a consultant for the Cowboys. Sorry, Derrick Henry just had a 76-yard touchdown run. Well, that's basically, fucking good. Basically untouched. That, 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 that's really my, my league that I'm in. I'm actually playing Jessica this week. So if uh, I took my first loss in that league. But I don't have a legit reason why Daniel Jones was still playing other than 
they don't want to give up, I guess. I, I, yeah, but I mean, they're really playing with a, a patchwork offensive line, to, to Griff's point. You know, yeah, you're, know, you're doing stupid things. You're going to have something bad happen to you at some point. And he already got his brain scrambled because why at, at the one-yard line last week, why are you making him run to the outside? It was a, it was a terrible play. Bust call. up the middle. No sense. That's Makes bad no in itself. Sense. The Bills haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher in almost a year, and Derrick Henry already has almost 90 yards. So I, I think they're going to break that streak. Derrick Henry is like, remember last year too, Derrick Henry did this. He fucking just obliterated Josh Norman just, and that, on that random Tuesday night game because of COVID, which I remember Titans, that's, that's another story for another day, but I remember Titans fans were all high and mighty about that. And I'm like, literally the rest of the league fucking hates you. Um, it's just the weirdest fantasy year. It's like, I can't. Dude, this is a weird year for the NFL. Defense, and Josh Allen should have like three touchdowns by now and he has none. So I don't. Yeah. But my, my only yeah, the point of the Giants is I think that everyone was kind of happy with Judge. Like I feel like Giants fans, you guys liked him at first. Even too. I still, I'm still, I still think he's the guy. But, but if they, what, so if they're one in five right now, what do you think the benchmark is for him to keep his job? You can I'm, I, I'm of the mind that you can't fire him. You fired McAdoo after like two years. Shermer was two years. Year, you fired Shermer two years. You can't keep firing guys. But then you fire the GM, and then there's usually the GM wants his own coach. Maybe you promote the assistant GM. So I, I could see uh, Mara just firing literally everybody and starting over again. But you can't keep changing coaches. It's ridiculous at this point. And even to, um, I think another guy that's taking that's I don't know how much heat he takes in the local New York market, but Patrick Graham, like that's a. I mean, he, we're just we're not good was, at anything. Well, so. he was great last. That's the thing I'm trying to say. Last year, you guys had this great defense. James Bradbury was fucking balling out and just making all these great plays, interceptions, yeah. and then all of a sudden now it just goes down. Like it's just the production levels and like the schemes look very different. I feel like it, it's like kind of like last year was like this honeymoon phase for you guys, where I feel like this year Gettleman put all these expectations there, so I can see where you get them being fired from. But at the same time, too, I I'm in the mindset because I took this on from Mike Florio, and I agree with it. I feel like if the GM goes, the coach has to go because eventually, like you said, the Giants can bring in a new guy to run the football operations, BGM, but eventually that GM is going to want to have their own guy because whoever they bring in won't be the same. So I feel like for the Giants, I know you said you can't fire him after two years. I just feel like, look, if one's going, both are going. I only say that because they've done it the last two coaches and it's getting ridiculous. I guess maybe you could promote Gettleman's assistant, but then that's sort of like it's the, same the same voice. Thing. Gettleman hired Sherman. Gettleman's been there since uh, 2018 because I saw something today on Twitter from his first draft back in because he was the his first draft was a Saquon draft. Yeah, I mean he's the guy who took thought we could win, so we took Saquon and you just you redrafting it. You take Quentin Nelson and then hope you can get Nick Chubb in the second. But would you have taken Josh Allen or? Uh... Sorry, uh, Zoom Zoom sent me a gift thing. Would you would yeah. you change like would you go Quentin Nelson still or would yeah. you? Yeah. Because if you had him and then you have Andrew Thomas, who, that's the only reason to watch the Giants are like Andrew Thomas and Kadarius Tony, and they're both hurt. So there's literally like, there's no reason to watch the Giants. I understand. Well, um, moving on now, there's, there's a bunch of different like off field topics from this week. Obviously, we know about the Raiders stuff, we know about um, some other stuff. Have you guys looked at anything from what happened yesterday with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Washington football team not even involving football? I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes' brother? Yes, oh, causing yeah, more shit disturbances because, and even too, this is shady that the, um, so without, because obviously the John Gruden stuff came from Bruce Allen emails, but apparently one of the biggest things about, so they decided, hey, let's do Sean Taylor Day. Obviously, Sean Taylor, one of the best defensive, like one of the best defensive backs in franchise history, unfortunately uh, was murdered, I believe, in 2006. Um, so they decided to honor him yesterday, and there's this little roped off area 
But not only was he involved, but Patrick's wife and Travis Kelsey's either fiance, girlfriend, or wife, too. They all taking a picture on it because they had like a chained off 21. He should issued an apology. But at the same time, too, it's just one of those things where if I'm Patrick, when do you have to go to the two of them and be like, guys, knock it the fuck off? Like, imagine, imagine if Giselle was doing this shit. Like, imagine if like Giselle and like like one of Tom's kids was always like in shit like this. Like with Patrick, it always just seems to get swept under the radar. But for this, I feel like it, this is one of those things where eventually it's reaching a point where everyone's like, all right, guys, like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, Isn't this bro- the second time in like a month? Because didn't Jackson Mahomes get some heat when they were playing the Ravens? Like he poured a bottle of water on top of Ravens fans that were taunting yep. him. Like he, he needs to stop going to games. Like Patrick's got to be like, you know, ch- chill the fuck out. Stop you're dancing not, on TikTok. You're not the one who's a great football player. Shut up. Like it's just, it's pathetic. Yeah, like even too, like there was a case, like I, I kind of like stopped respect, uh, lost respect for his wife because in 2019, the Chiefs were playing the Patriots and she was complaining about how Patriot fans were harassing her and everything. When in reality, it turned out to be that no, Patriot fans were just, she was being fucking annoying and Patriot fans were kind of clapping back at her and she got pissed off and called security and security eventually had to move her to like what was called a safe zone. It's, sorry, so my head was itchy. Um, so yeah, like I've never really liked it, but at the same time too, look, He's the ketchup loving four hundred million dollar quarterback. So I guess five hundred million, excuse me, um, which is so fucking wild to me that he's making that much money. Um, I mean, but no, the fact that the he's, most, he's probably he's, the most talented quarterback we'll ever see in our lifetime. He just is, but at the same time, too, it just sucks the fact that he's had to go into press conferences and address the stuff that his brother, yeah. like that Jackson, stirs up, like even the water thing. And he's like, I think they go to him and say, like, oh, the fans are talking back to me, like. If Matt, if you went up to someone and started pouring, like say if you were at the Devils game Friday night and they're playing Chicago, and you poured water on a Blackhawks fan, chances are you're getting, you're, you're getting, I, uh, you'll I get just, punched in the I, face. I usually just spit on them and run away. Classy, classy. Yeah. I like it. Keep but it no, it's so like you know what I mean, though, right? Like where yeah. he's in a box too, to where he knows, hey, no one's going to touch me or anything. Yeah, he, so, he thinks he can get away with anything because I, my brother's famous. And he said yesterday that they were directed to stand in the area, and he meant that's no what I heard. So he was Somebody, told to. Stand it was there. a little <laughs> chained off area. Exactly. Who, go go beyond the chains. It's okay. We promise. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't. And when when Mahomes is making, you know, he's got like four hundred and forty million dollars left on his contract, and he's not that. He's not having, you know, the type of year that you'd expect him to have he's got like eight interceptions this stuff that's happening is distractions that he doesn't need he needs to concentrate on the field and not what his wife and his brother are doing i, I want to add something on to the whole like he's not having the year he's supposed to have i feel like that's coming from all these fucking analysts and shit expecting every play to him to go da 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 you know like i feel like every time the ball releases his hands everyone's expecting a fucking sports center highlight real top 10 play when in reality, if he doesn't do that, it's still, eh. and at the same time too, for another fun fact of them, I know they're three and three, two and four against the spread. The only time they've covered the spread is playing the AFC East. They've got the Titans this week. So we'll see how that goes. But my advice always is pick against the chiefs until they prove me otherwise. Cause last year they had the same spread record as I'm actually going to go to this game because this game interested the hell out of me. And we're going to go on a subject of fraud teams, but I know I uh, a smooth transition. But Jacksonville, first win since 2020. And I say this on the podcast often, but I still find it hilarious that the owners of the Jaguars, and I know you guys aren't exactly pro for this company, but that the Jag that the owners for the Jags run a better wrestling promotion than a football team, which is their main entity of money. They run a better re- uh, football team than they do a soccer team, too. 
Exactly. Yeah, their soccer team's a disaster. The soccer team is basically the Jags of of football. Yeah, Fulham, Fulham FC. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the family. They get they're uh, giant tools, but yeah, that's that's a whole different podcast. But they're, I mean, as as bad as the Giants are, you look at the Jaguars and the Lions, who are even worse somehow. So the, that makes me feel a little bit better. The, I, I want to talk about the. I know we we're just saying because the only thing that added to that game is like good for Jacksonville, Miami. I don't know what the fuck's going on there. I, I yeah, I have no. But idea. did you see that Urban Meyer said that the, the the emotion in the locker room was like winning the national championship? He always <laughs> he, he always compares everything to college football. Like you know, playing in the NFL is like playing Alabama every week. Like dude, it's in the past. Stop hitting on you know fraternity girls. He needs to go. He's like he's he's awful. Just he's going to go and he's getting the USC job. I've been calling it for weeks now. People started saying it. I'm like, people started, you, it was literally a thing on Reddit that someone said on, I think a USC Reddit thread is a joke saying, Oh, we should go for urban Meyer. It's going to fucking happen. It's well, like, Ellis, they, you should go for him now. Oh, yeah. that's a, that's, that is the, I know, Al, I know Matt, you're very close with an LSU fan. That may be one of the biggest falls or biggest, one of the biggest one year wonder teams in the history of football is the 2019 LSU Tigers. I know they were fantastic. But you look at how LSU has gone ever since they like that ta- that, that talent pool. I think they had at least four, maybe five first round picks from that team. From what I was reading, the uh, coach O like prioritizes talking to women more than like anything else now after they won or something. So he was like, bringing their gr- he, chicks. He was bringing. He's letting these women after bring their divorced, kids to yeah. practice and stuff. And like, drills. I like. I get he's the head coach, but he's like this old fat guy who's not attractive, and I'm like, what the hell. He's chasing tail, really bringing chicks to practice and stuff. Like money talks, baby. Go Tigers! Oh, it's nuts. You know, he just goes over. He's like, "Hey, baby, go Tigers!" <laughs> how many? How many great college coaches have been good in the in the pros? Uh, Pete Carroll, Jimmy Johnson. Do you, you look at more Barry field? Switzer? Barry Switzer, but he yeah. was basically given Jimmy Johnson's yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, that I don't know. Yeah, Barry that. Switzer was handed that on a fucking silver platter. Yeah. Um, that was just wasn't that a really bad fallout between Jimmy and Jerry Jones? Yep. Yeah, because yeah, basically those are the only two. Those are the only three I can think of. Because Steve Spurrier failed, Nick Saban failed, yeah. Chip Kelly failed, Urban Meyer's failing as we see it. Chip Kelly <laughs> and Pete Carroll failed the first time. Yeah. Yeah, coaching New England. He had to go, like you know, recreate himself at USC, and now he's having he's had success in Seattle. But he was kind of a failure in New England. Hey, he's a great gum chewer. Okay, I wonder what they would be without Russell Wilson. Question: uh, Anybody remember who they signed to be their starting quarterback before Russell Wilson? Matthew Flynn. That was a great contract they gave out after like what one game with the Packers where he went ninety off? million dollars for five was it, years. Wasn't like a week seventeen? He threw like four hundred and fifty yeah. yards. Yeah, Rodgers was yeah. That's a, yeah. that's a great thing to just be like, yeah, I know we gave you a bunch of money, but you suck. We're going to go with this kid. And Dude, have you out. ever seen the Russell Wilson uh, draft? Have you ever seen the Russell Wilson draft picture of some girl next to him where she's just like, I'm rich. And then it's just like, no, no, no. He's going to break up with you. He ended up marrying Sierra. Uh, no, I never saw that. You never did? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, you, you have to look at just look at like the the face that she had. It was like, I'm getting a money maker. Not so fast, lady. Not so fast. Um, the one thing I always say, I say two things with the Seahawks. One is not without Russell, but without the defense more than anything. The other is too that team hasn't been the same since the um, unfortunate Super Bowl play. Because I'm not, I'm being biased here, but they have not made it back to even a conference championship game since that year that they lost the Super Bowl to New England. Well, most teams aren't like really great for that long. Like the Patriots are the the 
you know, acceptance the, of the rule. I'm going to go back Tom to Kansas. Brady constantly I, take a pay cut to, to keep that team under the cap. Which now he's doing the opposite in Tampa, and they're fucking five and one, and they have the same 22 starters as last year. But their defense is not good. No, their corners are fucking – dude, Richard Sherman was getting cooked against the Patriots. I don't even think that's a real hamstring injury Richard Sherman has. I think he's faking it. He was just like, ah, fuck this. I'm out. <laughs> it's like, I'm, yeah. I need to go on IR yeah, for a few games, weeks. 14-yard touchdown. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say as well? But no, my thing with the uh, Patriots is that's where I feel like everyone's coming in saying, oh, you know, the Chiefs are going to win like six Super Bowls, no problem. Like, remember with the Miami Heat when LeBron went there? And it's like, not four, not five, not six. Well, they won two. Because even, yeah. even if you look at Aaron Rodgers, he only won one. Drew Brees, well, Aaron Rodgers only has one at the moment. Russell, only one at the moment. Drew Brees, only one at the moment. I'm Even cool. two. I don't think Brees is going to win another one. Oh, I, I don't know. He's two. How many does Eli have, though? Eli has two. Yes, he does. Yes, the he only does. thing I can hang my hat on, watch Giants highlights from eight years ago. But you know what? Um, Ten years ago. The one thing I want to say, too, about the whole making ago, it back right? to a Super Bowl, do you know who once said that after losing a Super Bowl, I'll get back next year, no problem? And never Please won. tell me it wasn't Dan Marino. Well, you're in for some bad news. It was Dan Marino. I mean, I, if I was Dan Marino, I'd probably think that too. Guy was the goat of his time, and poor bastard never got back to a Super Bowl. You know, the Green Bay Packers had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and only have two Super Bowls to name for it. Yeah, I think what, amazing, is, isn't it? They've had yeah, two I, quarterbacks for like thirty years. Two and, generational yeah. first ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks, two Lombardi trophies, soon to be three with Jordan Love. I mean, how many quarterbacks have won a game at Lambeau Field in the playoffs? Eli's got to be third, right? Eli and Tom are like the only two I can think of. And Tom was just this year, which I still argue that's a game that I feel like the Packers fucking handed the Buccaneers because what the whole stupid, because Eric, like Green Bay finally, basically the Rams didn't bite for the whole, you know, oh, just go to Devontae. Tampa figured that out. Todd Bowles schemed a good game plan. Then they attacked him because of that game, I think Brady threw two to three interceptions. He did not have a good game. He didn't even have a good game in the Super Bowl. Gronk should have won MVP. Now, it's like Super Bowl 53 even, too. Edelman got it. Um, I feel like a lot of the time with the MVP, it's just quarter, quarterback's always a safe pick. That's true. Like, even, too. Um, one thing, I want to go back to Super Bowls because, obviously, you're talking about the two Giants ones. You, uh, so better times, yeah. I'm going to say something. You know how the, – I, I know I said that this it fucking pains me to even bring it up, but the David Tyree helmet catch. You know, like how in Super Bowl 51, do you remember the Julio Jones catch where he just tiptoed and got it out of bounds? Uh, vaguely. See, exactly. If Dave, I'm going to ask you this. If David Tyree still makes that catch for the Giants lose that game, do you think the play is remembered as great as it, as it is? Not as great, but it's still, it would It'll still, still be remembered. Be like, Hey, remember that time you made that crazy catch and they still lost the stupid it's, game. It's, it's exactly. Like the, o, the Odell catch against Dallas. They, they got killed in that game anyway, but it's still like the, probably the just, just catch probably the best catch ever. That's the highlight of Odell Beckham's life. I mean, he didn't realize it. He was talking shit. His best part of his career was with Eli Manning. So not the boat trip. Have fun, uh, in, uh, have fun trip. In, in Cleveland. All right, yeah, I want out. I need a better quarterback. Oh, he's, he's, I think he's, he's gone from Cleveland. I honestly think that I thought maybe, you know what, maybe they'll keep him. Maybe they won't. No, he's just going to be, he's going to keep going from fucking team to team, team. Like, I it's feel like he hit his peak too early, and then he's just descended since. It's like fucking Conor McGregor. That, that's even so that's another podcast on the side of this. This isn't YWC MMA talk. They don't That'd throw be- enough. If he goes to a team that throws the ball, maybe. But I don't, I don't know what Beckham is, is going to get so much money next year after he cuts, gets cut from the Browns by the Jags. The Jags are going to throw so much money at him to be a huge weapon for Trevor Lawrence. You think Mark he'd go this there? Down. I th- he'd go there for the money. Florida? 
you know what Free I'll say? AEW tickets? <laughs> yeah, that's the kick. I mean, when you put it like that, yeah. It's a free right. Team Nightmare jacket from Cody oh, Rhodes. God, could you imagine? He could be Odell, on Rhodes to the top. Odell on Dynamite. Oh. I mean, it's better than the shit they're doing with American Top Team right now. But that, like you know, I said, even that's another podcast. I'll be honest. That's uh, all right. Yeah, that's a, I, that's like one of the only things I like because the dude, what's his name, Ramy? The, the Oh, Dan Lambert. Lambert. Dan Lambert. He, he says the stuff we're all thinking. Like the AEW haters are like, you guys suck. Like it's the best. I love that guy. He's so bad. It's hilarious. But yeah, back to football. The one um, thing I will say about the Jags with, with their win yesterday, the kicker that they just got from the practice squad like two weeks ago, who went three for three kicking field goals yesterday. You mean the 11 year old kid? Yeah, Matthew Wright. He, he, he actually was working at an aerospace. He was working at like Lockheed Martin until like three weeks ago. They couldn't find another kicker on anywhere they hadn't hit a field goal yet this season but they this, couldn't find this game like was the first field goals they've hit all season it's it's insane i can't believe we're talking about jags kickers on the podcast it was the highlight he got lifted up on the shoulders he was their mvp yesterday i gotta show you guys a photo from that game because man the london oh uh josh allen's the safan Diggs. nice uh i have digs um there's a picture i gotta show oh, you guys way behind from the game, uh, I just looked at my phone, Matt, and literally got the Fantasy notification update? about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get the Yahoo updates. Um, so I'm going to show you this photo from yesterday of uh, of two fans from the game, just to show you guys on video. Like, I don't know how well you can see that. I'll turn my phone just to. What the hell? Yeah, it's a it's guy a dressed dolphin. as a dolphin, and it's a girl as a Jags fan. Like, it's a Jags He's fan dressed girl. like a Jaguar with blue hair. Is that blue hair? Yeah. Wow, that's kind of hot. Yeah, she's kind of woke. Um, but no, like literally, the like I know that everyone criticizes the London games, and obviously they're going to uh, they're going. I don't know if you guys have heard this. They're going to try to go to I think Germany next year, and they're going back to Mexico City. Victory. They're they're really trying to have a, a team somewhere in Europe. And it's not going to happen. Been, there hasn't I don't see how. Game. I can't see it logistically working. No, there no. hasn't been a single good London game ever. They're all bad. Well, they said it was probably teams. the best one. They always send the Jags. The Jags are there every year. They're like London's Well, this is the team. The, Dol- the Dolphins played the first one against the Giants. That game sucked, and I don't know any other one that's been anywhere remotely decent. The Patriots have been twice, and they killed the Buccaneers in 2009, and they killed the Rams when they were in St. Louis still in 2012. The bone was like 35-7. It was like 42-7. to I feel like they just – they literally send teams that are bad or the teams with the worst – like who have the really worst like attendance averages for the year. And also, too, Jacksonville willingly does go – and weirdly enough, they're four and four over there. They if they were ever going to make a team go to London, it should be the Jags. I don't, I don't. I just don't see it. I can see them maybe doing two home games there a year. I just can't see them doing it full time. I think it's. A, I think it's the NFL. Look, them going to Germany. That's one thing. If you want to go back to Mexico City, that's fine. Even though Mexico City, the one. I don't know if you guys remember this 2018, that amazing Chiefs Rams game at LA Coliseum where it was like 55 to like 51. Didn't it get canceled from Mexico City because of like smog or something like that? The field was shitty from a concert, but yes. Interesting. Even still, the last Mexico City game I remember was the Patriots and the Raiders in 2017, and we obliterated them. Like, I think it's like 33 to 8 or something like that. Like, it's cool to see, but at the same time, too, I feel like, and this is a little bias on my part. Why not bring NFL regular season games up here to Canada? I know we have the CFL and stuff, but you bring yeah, you two have... random teams here, the shit will sell. What's the what's the great Robin Williams line? How many guys do you have on the team? Twelve? Is it twelve men on the field? Oh, you have yeah. twelve men at a longer field. Well, we'll have some fun. Yeah, great. And we have the Rouge, the Grey Cup. Are you a are you a what's the what's the the Toronto Argonauts or something? Toronto Argonauts. Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm a Toronto Argonauts fan. 
All right, Griff, quick update. I officially uh, am beating you now. I'm not surprised at all. You were projected to kill me. 153, 152. So unless Josh Allen loses a fumble and then breaks his neck, I'd probably beat you. Well, looking forward to that update in 15 minutes. Josh Allen covered off the field field with Emmanuel Sanders and Tyler Bass all injured. I officially lose. Or no, it's going to be fucking, or no, it's going to be like a Justin Turner thing from the World Series last year. Oh, yeah, Josh Allen test positive during the game. Sorry, Josh, we have to pull you. We have to pull you out. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. And then he still comes on the field to celebrate, and he would still come on the field to celebrate a Bills win if they ended up winning this game. Does anybody know if he's vaccinated? Uh, he's one of those guys who was like, you don't know. Yeah, he said he doesn't know, but I feel like he does because the NFL, well, the NFL, I feel like the NFL is not the worst league for that considering what's going on in the NBA right now. But like I said, I try not, I try not to get too, too much into that on this podcast. I like to keep it, you know, just straight football. I don't want to get like too like yeah. far left, far right, whatever you pick, side you you're on. The wrong guy. We'll, we'll, we'll have to shut our mouths because we hate Cole Beasley with a passion like you have no idea oh I know I see the Twitter exchange oh, that's right I, you do yeah yeah exactly. I, I just I just see it for him where it's just like dude Some there's a time and place but if you learn if you look at his stats of the year dude he's been yeah. fucking obsolete they have they not been using him at all yeah good he only had one catch last week Emmanuel yeah. Sanders took took over his role and he's better anyway and Dawson Knox is also coming out had a coming out party and showing that he's like a fucking top 10 tight end the, in the league the Bills never throw to tight ends for you like saw that on TikTok decade. you saw yeah, that on TikTok yeah I saw that some guys talking about the Bills never throw saw, to tight ends now all of a sudden Dawson Knox is a top 5 tight end they never they never throw to tight ends ever no consistency whatsoever Matt, this is just a weird NFL year. Like, look it at is. it how the like. I'm just going to go back to my example because Patriots. We nearly beat the Bucks in a game everyone's expecting us to get our asses kicked. We almost lose to the Houston Texans in a game we were an eight point favorite. We won by three, and we were down by fucking thirteen at one point. And then yesterday we took the Dallas Cowboys to overtime when everyone was expecting a blowout. The, there, there is the NFL. I'm going to say it this year. It's wide open to who can go. I feel like there are a handful of teams who are true Super Bowl contenders, but I feel like this year it's not going to be like, you know how in the NBA we had like Golden State and Cleveland for four straight years or four straight yeah. finals. I feel like this year you're not going to get another Tampa Bay, Kansas City rematch. You may get one of the one of them may go back, but I think you're getting a different team from either conference going. Well, just I think look, if, just if any team is going to Arizona, the Rams, the Packers, Cowboys, and the Bucks, they're all five and one or better. Like that's yeah. insane. And if you look at the AFC, you have the Ravens, you have uh, the South, I won't say anyone, you have, you have the Ravens, you have the Bills, you have the Chiefs, and you have, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still counting them. I know they're three and three, but I'll still count them. And then you even have the Raiders who look, who are looking really good. And, and the Chargers the too. Chargers who are like, are they good? Or like, they should have beaten Dallas. And then they just got absolutely murdered by the, the Ravens. So you know like, what I, I feel I like? The, they're good or not. You know what happened with the Chargers and the Browns to me? Oh, I feel Josh like. Josh Allen, you idiot. What do you do? Just threw an interception. I'm probably losing to you now. <laughs> yeah, he just threw a really bad pick that oh almost God, got returned man. for a touchdown. But my, my but my thing with the um, the AFC West is just like the, not the AFC West, but the Chargers and the Browns. I feel like everyone was just so high off that game where it was like, well, yeah, you know what? They're going to come out firing next week where everyone kind of bought into the hype and then they didn't deliver. That, yeah. That's what I think. Because like the Chargers, the fact that you have like even because both teams yesterday did not play well. The Browns didn't, and the Chargers didn't, and then all of a sudden, the, I, I honestly don't know what to think of the Chargers. I feel like it was just a blip in the radar because look, they have their bye this week, and then they have New England on Halloween, so we'll see how that goes. But even still, like in the NFC, you have teams you don't know who they are, like Minnesota, for example. Fucking Chicago's three and three. Saints. New, Saints. I was just about to say, um, and even still. <laughs> The Niners are still in the air in there, and um, 
With the AFC, I'm going to give you one team we still don't know if they're good or not. That's the Cincinnati Bengals. They're four and two. I lean more towards good, which is nice to see because they've been pretty bad for a while. Shout out to BTB. Their defense is probably their biggest question mark in their kicking game. And their but Burrow, Bird, Jamar Chase, yes. Joe Mixon, if he's healthy, they have a good potent offense. Even T. Higgins, too. They have Tyler Boyd. Um, my thing with the Bengals is, like, look, they actually play the Ravens this coming Sunday. We talked about this off. I think we talked about this either before we started recording or right, 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 either right before I started recording or when we, uh, no, we didn't talk about it when we first started. So that was Patriots Cowboys. This game on Sunday with the Bucs, not the Bucs, the Rams and the Bengals, this is a big opportunity for them not even, like, even if they lose, they can still lose. But if they look good, as long as they don't get their ass kicked, it could be like, yeah. okay, look, you guys can hang. Like, say if they lose, I don't know, 24 to 20, they hang. They go out there and get their asses kicked like 34 to 7, then, yeah, yeah it's yeah. okay, look, yeah, you guys aren't ready yet. But like I said before, they go out there and hang and get a moral victory or even to, you know what, do, like, look, this is a Bengals team that took the Green Bay Packers to overtime in a wacky game in the week of the missed kick last week. But, um, yeah, that's my whole thing with the Bengals is just, look, they can get a moral victory this week, but if they can go and squeak out a victory and go to 5-2 and two against Baltimore, that says a lot because this year has truly been a year of people getting the monkeys off their back. Like, look, the Rams lost – the Cardinals finally beat the Rams, and Josh Allen finally beat Patrick Mahomes. And so did Lamar. And Lamar beat Patrick Holmes too, yeah. And then, then later this year, the one I'm still wanting to see is can the Browns beat the uh, Ravens? Because that's my big thing with the Browns. If they can beat the Ram, uh, the Rams, if they can beat the Raiders, I think they can. Not the Raiders, fuck the Ravens. Third Lot times the charm, baby. Third times the charm. I don't. Th- Cleveland doesn't look great. They're banged up. I think yeah, the they got so many injuries. Baker's got that shoulder. He re-dislocated it yesterday. I know he's. It's his non-throwing shoulder, but still, he needs to retire and just make commercials because his commercials are like. Spot on. Did you see the line in that Bengals Ravens game next week? No, I have not. I'm gonna look it up. Ravens are six and a half point favorites. I'd almost consider taking the Bengals to cover that. Yeah, I would I honestly thought it would be like three and a half at the most. I know the Ravens are home and they just came off an impressive win, but the the Bengals, I would I would actually take the points for the Bengals. I mean, they did just absolutely murder the Chargers in what everyone thought would be like an epic game. So that's I would I would avoid that one that game. Hey, the Bengals just absolutely murdered the Lions. Come on. That's, that's a tough game. I know Jared Goff. Have you, seen the, have you seen the line for the Rams and the Lions this week? What is it, 42? 15 and a half. Oh. I might still take the Rams. And the Cardinals are a 17-point favorite over the Houston Texans. See, now I would have the Lions being a bigger underdog than the Texans as an underdog. Yeah, probably. Uh, there is one other big spread this week, but I am going to urge you against taking it. And that's the Buccaneers being a 13 and a half point favorite over the Chicago Bears. I think there's a chance that the Bears cover. That's way too much for the Bears. The Bears defense is good. Tom Brady, remember last year, he lost to them. That's what Nick Foles was a starting quarterback. Thursday night football. Remember he had that like ooh, three, three, that's, it was fourth down. Too, I, wait, what was the line? 13? 13 and a half. I might take the Bears plus like Ramey, Alex, and I do a game where we pick three games and like one point, two point, three point. That like what I do on TikTok and fail miserably at? That's kind of yeah a little bit that's 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 too much bucks will probably win by 30 or something that's a, that's a, that's an upside i like that's an underdog i like for this week is the bears yeah that's, that's i could lot. see the bears not only covering i could actually see the bears winning that's that screams that screams drop game to me i'm not even kidding i i could see it too just also because the giants would then get screwed even more yeah i'm like i'm looking at this week too even who it's like even 
Oh, God, there's a really bad game in the 1 o'clock window. Atlanta at Miami. Let's go, baby. Cordero Patterson is a fantasy MVP this year. That's the only reason to watch the Falcons. Um, and that Monday night game, Saints and Seahawks? No, thanks. No, but I think the Saints, no problem on the points, so. though. The Saints' defense is like, they've only given up 91 points, like, and they're 3-2. and two. Like, what the hell? At least the next week after, after like the next, like the, the week eight, we get some pretty good games. Like the Thursday night are Packers and Cardinals. Uh, let's see, Steelers, Browns. Uh, let's look what else. 49ers, Bears. Right now. Uh, Rams and Tech. Oh, week eight, LA Rams at Houston. What's, what's the spread going to be for that? Oh, boy. Yeah, that's a fantasy 23. Game. That's at least 23. What's the largest spread in NFL history? Maybe you just have that off the top of your head. I actually looked that up last night. What the hell? <laughs> Get out of my head. So the largest spread ever. So last year, the Chiefs being the 20 and a half point favorites over the Jets was only the ninth highest spread. They cover? The Broncos in 2013 were 28 point favorites over the Jags. I have no recollection of the Broncos being 28 point favorites over the Jags. What year? 2013. I'm pretty sure that was the year that uh, Peyton threw for like fucking 55 touchdowns and one MVP, and then they got obliterated in the Super Bowl by the Seahawks. Now, can you tell me if they covered? Hold on. I'm going to let you yes. on in a second. I don't yes. believe uh, – I think the Jags covered. Yeah, the Jags lost 35-19. Unbelievable. So the Jags covered. Can I be honest with you guys on these spreads? I feel like a lot of the time that they do them – it's just Vegas just trying to sucker people. Like, remember Bills in Houston a few weeks ago? 16 points. Everyone's like, okay, you know what? Hey, maybe it's too high. They're not going to cover. And the Bills won 41 nothing. I, I feel I like that. I it makes – because yeah. here's the thing. If you think – if you start to overthink a spread, it's going to fuck with you. If you think logically and just go for it, that's the one thing I've learned with betting. Because also, too, I'm in a spread pool, so that's why I pay attention to it. You just think logically about it, it's more than likely going to happen. It's a spread pool. Basically, it's a pool where I'm in with my dad and his friends. Basically, I just go on the CBS Sports app, and every week you pick a game, but you pick the you pick who you think is going to cover. Like, are you in a literal pool? Yeah. No, like an actual swimming pool. Yes, an actual. You swimming guys pool. all get together and you like make picks in a pool. That's pretty sweet. They're yeah. wearing floaties. <laughs> yes, we're wearing floaties, and we have like those little like like those like waterproof pouches you see like people wearing at the water parks so they don't get their phone fucking destroyed. I need to make a, a visit up to Toronto. I always got, I was, that's a pretty big bed right behind me. I need to get my passport together and just start like doing stuff. Like, cause I would love to go to Canada. I've only been to Montreal and that was like 2006 and we didn't do anything. You don't have a place to stay. I know. That's the whole point. I could go hang out with you and you could show me around. I won't overhype any food for you this I'll, time. Though. I'll bring you a case of Poland Spring. I'd appreciate it. If that. I do come, I'll bring you a case. Hey, and um, I know Americans are allowed in, but Canadians are allowed back into the States by driving as of uh, November the 8th, actually. Really? Yeah. And we don't have to test either. Like, really? Yeah, we don't well, No, we don't have to test going into America, but we have to test coming back into Canada. That's because you guys are smart. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are smart. Yeah. Come on in. We don't need to test you. Like, well, of course not. Uh, we trust you. <laughs> like, with America, our, like, with not America, with Connecticut, is there still mask mandates? or? Uh, it's not uh, statewide. It's specific cities and towns have uh, mandates. Okay. basically nowhere i've gone recently i needed a mask but am i also allowed to name this episode the danbury special uh i don't i mean i'm not in danbury anymore i don't think you've moved yet but you are moving i am moving from from connecticut and you can name it the like the connecticut special the ct special something something like that the uh the west boys 
Something stupid. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's it. That's it. Sorry, that's it. The Westcon boys. Yeah, or just call like a this... terrible pop band from the eighties. Or call it like this one's for you, Randy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Got Randy Oscar. This, this is the Randy special. I feel like he's going to get a kick out of this episode the most. I'm sure oh, you've yeah. heard. Matt and I were college roommates. We hated one another when we first met. Absolutely hated right. one another. I mean, Matt hated me at first too, but then he got to like. Me. I think he still hates me that, though. That's not true. Everybody annoys me, but I never hated Griff. I just kept calling him by the wrong name. I kept calling him Murph, and I was it's like, a... I'd, be, I'd be like, Alex, what's this fucking kid's name? Oh, Griff. Okay, Griff. Yeah, we met each other randomly in the lobby of the hotel. I think Breach had like told you we were there or something. Or, or no, I think I had seen or heard of you guys briefly, and then TJ and I were there for SummerSlam, and then I remember seeing you guys, and then I was going to say something. Or Alex saw us the night before, and then I started yeah. messaging him, and yeah, then you guys hung out, yeah. And then we went back and forth, and then that's when I didn't discover the whole like resale thing with WWE tickets because I remember we were going to those panels and stuff and you guys yeah. paid like nothing for the DX one, but we paid yeah. like fucking $200. Yeah. You got them at Facebook. We went to the StubHub booth and we just got them for, those good times. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking LA. I'll like, I'll, and even too, I remember like just being like, man, I traveled all the way to LA to watch John Cena get his ass kicked. Yep. Yeah. It took you yeah. forever to finally see John Cena win. This guy went to like what half a dozen, a dozen pay-per-views, every single one John Cena lost. The guy never loses. And Griff, SummerSlam every, 2014. Every event he went to, Griff sees Cena lose until finally WrestleMania in Orlando. SummerSlam 2015 to Seth Rollins. Uh, every time. You're seen as kryptonite. Yeah. And then WrestleMania 33, I saw him fucking win. <laughs> a mixed tag match with Nikki Bella and then propose. Oh, how'd that work out for him? Yeah, yeah good. Um, the only thing that worked out well for me from that pay-per-view was I posted my like Undertaker video that got like 130,000 views, but then fucking WWE flagged it for trade for, for copyright. Yeah, for music, yeah. Same yep. thing with my Cena one from WrestleMania 32, where it's just like me screaming at the top of my lungs when he came out. I got 32,000 and fucking WWE flagged it for copyright. Well, they took down our Rumble video, Day in the Life, which had 100,000 views like two years later. I was like, are you kidding me? Freaking YouTube. It's like Tony Khan. Anything negative about it? this is this is going off the rails fast. Back to football. Okay, back to football. Back football. to football. But so, um, I want to. I have, I have a I have a trivia question for you, for cool. you, Griff. I I asked this to Matt earlier because I saw it online before. Yeah, so cool, Russ Wilson's streak of 149 consecutive starts ended yesterday. Yes. Who's the new active leader of consecutive starts by a quarterback? You're gonna give him the same misleading hint you gave me. I gave him. I gave you no misleading hints. You said, you said it's the answer surprised you. Well, it did surprise me. It wasn't misleading. It actually surprised me. <laughs> There's one answer I want to go with, but I feel like it's too easy, and I feel like it's not it. You you can have multiple guesses. It took me like five guesses. It took him five guesses to get it. Because... I'm gonna go off the rails with this one. My my obvious guess. I'm, this isn't like the guess I'm going with, but the first name that popped my mind was Tom Brady, but I don't think it's him. It is Tom Brady. Oh shit. You should have let him get it. Well, that wasn't his. What was your other guess then? What were you going to go with? Uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has guess. only started 29 consecutive games. He's only missed three games in his entire career. A few years ago, he missed one game with a sprained ankle. Brady has made 82 consecutive. Oh, that's cute. He's, he's made. Cliff, do you uh, remember the? Do you remember the last time Tom Brady missed a game? Uh, yes, 2016, Game Four, part of his uh, four-game suspension for defending against about the Bills. That. Yeah. yeah, so he's made 82 consecutive starts since his four-game suspension. Before that, hadn't missed a game since his torn ACL. Yep. Ridiculous. Unbelievable. What happens, num- if, what happens if it comes out later after he retires that he was just been taking steroids this whole time? 
Like, how is he still good? It doesn't make any sense. He's better than he's ever been. Remember Peyton like, Manning with the whole HGH shit that his wife said that turned out to be I false? Would, it, wouldn't surpri- it wouldn't surprise me if, like, that ever came out because he came back from a neck injury and was, like, better than ever. But, like, Tom Brady is better. And I get that he has weapons, but he's, like, 90. How is he still so good? He's going to play I, until he's 50. I think he – I mean, the only thing that would stop him is Giselle, who would be Did like, you, right, enough. But she gave that weird interview a couple of years ago on the – Today. I think it was the Today Show or CBS or something like that where she said the stuff about his concussions and whatnot. And even to this year, how he meant – like, they fucking finessed the injury report by basically – because remember, he played the entire year last year on like a partially torn MCL and shit. feels and like then, every, any team he's on, they always do that. It's like Tom Brady's like half dead during the game. He's like not on their injury report ever. You know they only release those because of gambling, right? Yeah. That's the only reason they release the injury reports is because of gambling. They're the only sport to do it. Obviously, yeah. theirs is different because they play every week. And like, like, say, for example, hockey, it's a little difficult to do it because of this the whole. Well, hockey doesn't do anything. Oh, yeah. Lower Jeff, body injury. With, a, with an upper body injury. It could be anything from his, his hair to his like nipples. Like, that's ridiculous. Fucking his nipple. <laughs> that was like, like the other day, too. Um, the Leafs were playing the Senators and Justin Hall, one of the defensemen, which the fucking Rangers beat us in OT. Um, oh, come on. Really? Yeah, the Rangers won. Uh, two to one in overtime um and then what was i going to say um so he he basically they're taking precautions so say for like this guy justin hall our second line defenseman he had a cold but he still had to get a pcr test so he couldn't play in the game like they will hold you out because if you have a cold i i love the nhl i love how they're like get the vaccine or you're like you can't even go into canada yeah so like mackenzie black was a stupid we're, we're back to the vaccine talk like they just just get the damn shot and play. They yeah, don't know what it's doing to your team. That's the only thing we have to say here is just look. We're we're. I'm not gonna put anything down. All I'm gonna say is just look. Do do what's do it. Just do what's best for everyone. If you, I know the whole. I'm I'm going off on a tangent. The whole my body, my choice. Look. But you saw what it did to the Devils last year. It's not like they were good, but they got off to a good start, and then they Dude, had a COVID break and like stopped for two weeks and were never even remotely competitive again. The Canucks, the Buffalo Sabers, the fucking Dallas Disaster. Stars. That's the only reason I say get it is because you can screw the team up so bad. Like, imagine if Cole Beasley gets it and the Bills get sick and they have to forfeit a game. Like, that's the thing I liked about the NFL. I know there's still a lot of NFL players who don't have, and you can tell who's who based on who's wearing a mask and stuff. But at the same time, too, the fact that the NFL came in and said, no, we're not going to juggle around the schedule, even though, hell, I like seeing games on Tuesday and Wednesday night. I'd play every night of the week if I could if I were the NFL. But you, they know, look, Thursday, Sunday, Monday, that's it. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you guys a question right now. Um, I'm going to go around the room and I want you guys each to give me a team who you thought was going to be good, but turned out to be a complete fraud this year. And Matt, I don't want you saying the Giants. I want you to say someone else. I, I can tell you that I thought the Giants would finish in third. I'm not Alex. I didn't pick them to win the division. Okay. I thought, uh, Ramey, you go first. I don't even Dolphins. know. Dolphins. Dolphins. That's a pretty good one. I feel like the Dolphins... Well, I picked the entire NFC West to make the playoffs. I thought the Niners would be better than they are. I had the Cardinals Seattle. in last place, so I mean, well, the I Cardinals had Seattle in last place. I feel like the Cardinals. You're might looking be smart. Most people. Well, where did you have the Cardinals? Um, I had the Cardinals in second place. I had the Rams winning the division. I felt because for me, the Cardinals are the surprise. Like I had them finishing last but making the playoffs, but I didn't see six and zero coming. And I've always been a bit of a quasi Cardinal fan. Like I'm not out coming. I'm not here being like, yo, rise up red sea. Like, you know, like, you know, do me. Oh, all caps. Um, no, I'm not doing that. I've always just like, I've always just like something with the Cardinals are just a likable team. Like Kyler Murray, like he doesn't yeah. piss anyone off. He's a great player. I'll Same thing with Justin Herbert. 
and I'll I'll be heartbroken when they face the Bucks in the uh, uh, NFC Championship game and lose like thirty-one ten. When you have big Tom Brady and then you have like Mighty Mouse Kyler Murray, just like uh, just no more Tom, please. I feel like the Chiefs are the obvious pick. Like they're three and three. Nobody saw that. And Can I give they, you guys one? The Browns are three and three. Yeah, mine's the Denver Broncos. You thought they'd be good. I didn't think they'd be good. I fucking called them being frauds from the beginning of the year, but everyone was buying into the hype after oh, them being really. I, well, dude, everyone was that being defense like, having Bridgewater as a game manager. Fucking Von Miller coming back, Cortland Sutton out last year with the torn ACL. Um, the fact that like Noah Fant was expected to take a big leap, and he's been relatively quiet this year. The only bright spot for them so far has been Tim Patrick and wide receiver for fantasy. But um, with me with the Denver Broncos, I'm just saying that because like, look, everyone was buying into the hype, yeah, and even too. Even to yesterday, everyone, I even said it. I thought the, I didn't see the Raiders winning at all, but the fact that they were able to, you know what, rise above all the crap that's been going on within their organization this past week and win that game shows how good that football team actually is. They're also weird. Like they lost, they lost two games, but they also beat the Ravens opening night. And it's like, I don't know what to make of them. And I think they're, they're, I think they're going to be a, a 500 team that has some weeks where they play good because of their defense and Bridgewater doesn't make mistakes. And then they have, Days like yesterday when everyone expected them to win and they got blown off the field by the Raiders. I know it ended up being closer than the score, you know, than the play in the field actually showed, but I have the Broncos in last place. That's getting called back. What about, the, I, what about the Raiders though? That's what I meant. Like, do you th- like they're like, they lost the, the they beat the, uh, the Raider, the what's it called Ravens the first week and they'll lose a couple games. It's like, I can't tell if they're good or not. I don't think the Broncos are good. Raiders. I'm not sure. I still think the chiefs end up winning that division. Oh, yeah, the Chiefs are going to go on a fucking roll because, like, I, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to pull up their schedule. But um, my thing I was saying with the Raiders, because the Raiders do this every year where they get off to a hot start, and then, like, last year I think they did it too, but they'll go to, like, three and five down the stretch, and they'll find a way to shoot themselves in the foot. It's like what Miami does every year. Yeah, and, like, Miami, they went 10-6 and six last year. They just missed the playoffs. Everyone's expecting them to do well. I had them being a fringe playoff team in second place to the Bills, and they're, yeah. they're awful. Tua – I, I can't. Show, why show up, man. why like, are they so bad? I can't. I mean, is it just him? Because I know he sucks, except for last week. Their defense has not been playing oh, well. I mean, touchdown. Um, their so, defense is getting torched most oh, weeks. It was Cole Beasley. Oh, so Matt, I have the Broncos. Uh, the Broncos. The Raider. The Raiders schedule coming up. Mm-hmm. So they play the Eagles this week. Win. They have a bye week at the Giants. Win. Yep. Sunday night football, home to Kansas City. Loss. I bet you they lose to the Eagles. If I'm being First, honest. the Bengals. That's going to be a that's good gonna game. Be a, that's going to be a toss-up, yeah. Is that home or away? Home. And then, uh, can I say something about this Sunday's game? There's, oh, I think yeah. there's going to be a big not, amount not, of Philly no, fans no, in I Vegas no. this weekend. There's going to be a big amount of Philly fans in Vegas this weekend. Didn't surprise me. Um, and then after the Bengals, they play on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys in that 4:30 slot. Oh god, the Cowboys are going to lose that game. Wait, the Raiders play Thanksgiving against, against the Cowboys, the Cowboys yeah, in Dallas. Dallas. That's like an old school. That's a good old school rivalry, though. That's a good game, but uh, Dallas is going to win. Yeah, the thanks. I, I, I'm going to go into the Thanksgiving slate right now. I don't know if you know it. We have Detroit, Chicago, Ugh. as always. Vegas, right. Dallas. That's good. And then Bills and Saints. That's not bad. Yeah, the first one, like the like. The, they keep doing this with the Lions. They always put like the bit, like they always put the Bears in that slot. I'm pretty sure if you look at it, the like three of the last four years, I'm pretty sure it's been Bears and Lions. Last year was Bears and Texans, not Bears and Texans, uh, Lions and Texans on Thanksgiving. Like, brutal. Put like mix it up a bit. Like for example, like you could have done Lions and Ravens on Thanksgiving. I know they already played this year, and Justin Tucker fucking stomped on the hearts of Lions fans. But I'm just saying, 
you can put good ga- like I'm like saying for the NFL, don't be afraid to put good games on Thanksgiving. It's like, for example, how Matt, I know you get pissed off about this often, about how the Giants and the Cowboys always play like week one or week two of the season. Yeah, they usually do. There was there was a good like four or five year stretch where it was always week one or week two. Yeah. So on our fraud subject, um, I know I'm going to be recording. I'm going to be recording on Wednesday night, and I'll be previewing the week seven then. But do you see do the Cleveland Browns being the Denver Broncos? They're so banged up, but they should. I don't think Denver's any good. I think. See, that's a tough one. The, the Browns are banged up. I think the Browns even banged up with Baker playing. They're better Isn't than the Landry Broncos. coming back? Yes. He back. didn't play yesterday, but I think he'll be back for this one. But I know today Baker didn't practice. Odell didn't practice. Chubb and Hunt are both going to be out. Chubb's not playing again? Well, they said he has a chance. Hunt, they said, is going to be out for at least whoa, whoa, three whoa, weeks. Wait. Who's, their, who's their starting running back then? I need to go add them in fantasy and all my running back depleted teams. Who's going to start for them? It's a good I question. Have, I have no, I've literally no idea who else is on their team. Fantasy side, Dawson Knox, by the way, this week, 1.60 points. It's, it's just, it's boom or bust with all of these people. Oh, that guy probably tore his ACL or his Achilles. <laughs> I'm going to say it, it might be Dearnest Johnson. I'm, uh, I'm sorry? Dearnest Johnson. Who? Exactly. D. Ernest Johnson. Is he William Cuevas's cousin? My favorite former Red Sox. D. Ernest Johnson. Let me see. Wow, nice hair. Um, also with this game, over-unders at 42 and a half. Do you take the over or do you take the under? Thursday like night game, banged up Browns. They don't have yeah. Broncos. I'm taking the under. Yeah, I, I would go under. It's I'm gonna be like 17, 13, 13, 10. It's going to be one of those Thursday night games, and you're just like, why do they have games on Thursday? Yeah. Okay, so Dearness Johnson, Demetric Felton, ready to carry the ball from the Dog Pound Daily. You heard it here first, folks. So wow. Dearness Johnson has a good day on Thursday. You can thank Matt Lorenzo for that one. Or Demetric Felton. Whoever but he's already picked them all up in every fantasy league that he's a part of. He's I, doing it as we speak. Waiver wires are killing me. I could do it in my league. All the other ones are on waivers. So I know we, we haven't talked about it yet. You know, we, we hit on the Rams and giants and we talked a little bit about Kyler. If the season ended today, who's the MVP? Kyler. Is it Kyler? I think so. See, I would lean more towards Stafford. I think the fact that Stafford's been like the fact that Stafford's like he's recognized and he'll be, I, I still say this. I wish the NFL had a most improved. That's like, I love that award for the NBA. Like how like Pascal Siakam won in 2019, and then I don't remember who won it 1920 by now Julius Randle from the next one this past year. I just like the award because it recognizes improvement. Meanwhile, comeback player of the year, um, Shereen Williams actually said it one year with Ryan Tannehill when he won. It's like, what do you come back from? Sucking? Like, I know he obviously had the ACLs and stuff. He had the one great year in Tennessee. But you know what I mean? Like, I feel like a most improved player would be a great award because – I feel like with Matt Stafford, it's not most improved, but it's just the fact that, look, he's finally being shown his proper talents. It's just for me, Kyle, like you can put, I think you can put any quarterback in that Rams system and it would work. Except Jared Goff. You don't yeah, want it. Yeah. Okay. But exactly. They went 10 and six last year with Goff and they got to a Super Bowl two years ago. They only missed the playoffs well, in the McVay Goff era only in 2019 did they miss the playoffs. I don't remember who it was, but there were people out there who thought that the Lions like won that trade because like, they thought Goff wasn't that much of a downgrade from Stafford and that the Rams wouldn't be that good. 
You do realize you're paying him his whole contract, right? I was, but also, but they thought it was like, it's not that much of a difference in quarterback. I was like, $35 million. No, I just mean in skill, like Goff and Stafford. Like, yeah, the Lions will still have the same level of quarterback. Like, no, not even remotely. With with as good as Stafford has been this year, and he's finally, like you said, he's finally getting the recognition for how good he really is. Is anybody even talking about the fact that the Rams gave up two first-round picks? No, because he's that good. Like yeah, the Rams also don't give a shit about the first-round picks. And golf is yeah. not good. The Rams wouldn't be this good without it. Well, here's well, the stats. Dan Campbell actually said yesterday that they need if golf needs to step up, up more. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure he stepped up as far as he can, Dan. Yeah, he's not. All right, so here's, uh, what's it called? Stafford, 69% completion, nice. 100 yards, 16 touchdowns, four picks, 116 rating. And Kyler Murray is 73.8% completion, 17. He's number one in the NFL for completion percentage. 14 and four and a 116.2 rating. So it's pretty, pretty close. I mean, I think there's legitimately five quarterbacks that have a shot right now at MVP. Daniel Stafford, Jones, Mac Jones. <laughs> obviously no? the Jones boys. Yes. I okay. think Stafford, Kyler, Tom Brady, Ugh, disgusting. Patrick Mahomes, and Dak. I, I would put, I put Dak ahead of Mahomes. Yeah. You honestly got – I'd put – like, if I had a top three, I would probably go Kyler uh, – no, I'm just going to say – I'm going to say six just to be, like, rainy. I'm going to go Kyler, Stafford – this is an order. Kyler, Stafford, Herbert, Jackson, Brady, Dak. Well, Dak's virtually the same, 73.1, and 115. So it's it's Stafford, Kyler, and Dak right now. You know what amazes me about Kyler? He's a completely different quarterback than he was last year. He's not running the ball. He I only has like saying. 115 rushing yards. He does yeah, not he said, stands in the pocket, yeah. he's throwing the ball, and he's looking great. I I was one person, I will honestly say, when he was getting drafted number one you overall, shit on I him. shit on him so, so much. Like he's not he's five foot nothing. He should but stick you, to baseball. He's gonna be terrible. I was you, dead wrong. Weren't you all dead on Jalen Hurts though? I was you were so in on Jalen Hurts being awful. Hurts. I said Jalen no, Hurts is gonna be was it no, Alex I, who said he was Alex good? is the one that still thinks Jalen Hurts amazing. I thought Jalen Hurts was gonna be trash. I can't tell if he's good or not. I honestly have no idea. Well, his coach is an idiot. Yeah, Nick, Nick Sirianni is like a second coming of Adam Gase. Oh, um, brutal. The one thing I want to say, I'm just trying to think about, oh, yeah, so you know how with the 2020 draft, everyone's going, oh, the Dolphins should have took into a, like, there was even, like, two, like, Dolphin fans can't come to watch Justin Herbert because they know the pain. Well, I want to give, you, I give you guys a tidbit. Right, if he I'm, came out of school, the Giants could have had him. I'm still angry about that. So, so yeah, I, I get what they're saying. So I'm going to be, so I'm going to, I'm going to give you guys a crazy theory. Not a crazy theory, but a crazy what if. So in 2019, Justin Herbert as a junior was supposed to come out of Oregon. Projected to go number one overall. Imagine now, it would be the same thing. This happens every year with every single draft. It's like 2017, the whole, oh, I can't believe the, the Bears passed up and, gave, and fucking were finessed by the 49ers to get Trubisky instead of getting Watson or Mahomes. 2018, you could have said the same thing with the uh, – because if you redo a 2018 draft, Josh Allen's going number one. That's this happen. That's yeah. all. That's the only thing I'm saying is this happens every single year. Like it's going to happen now. Where oh, should the 49ers have gone Mac Jones over Trey Lance? Because like, I'm, I'm, I'm not biased, but yeah. Trey not not biased. I also Trey Lance, but Mac Jones is the best rookie quarterback so far this year. But like nobody thought that you, they would trade up for Trubisky, let alone like like why would they have traded up for him? They literally traded up one pick because yeah, the, it made no sense. 
Have you ever seen it, Matt? I, I'm going to send you the link later. But Peter King was with the 49ers on draft day in 2017. He was with John Lynch. He was with Kyle Shanahan in Santa Clara. And they literally knew the entire time the 49ers were dead set on Solomon Thomas too. They knew how much the Bears wanted to move up. So they literally made the Bears include, I think, three other picks just to move up one spot in the draft. Like, and the 49ers move back. Were the Niners supposed to take a quarterback that? Because I no, I, I thought about no. this a lot. I was like, I don't think they were supposed to take a quarterback. So why? No, they were not. Who and if they were, it was not going to be Trubisky. Exactly. So they and, knew they knew how not desperate, but they knew how much the Bears coveted Trubisky and wanted him. So the 49ers <laughs> took the bait. Like, I'm going to I'm going to pull up the trade. I'm going to pull up the trade. Is Matt Nagy the worst coach right now? Like, how does he still have a job? It's Urban <laughs> Meyer. It's Urban Meyer. I think it's Urban Meyer. It's like 1A and 1B. And then Matt Nagy is just god-awful. Dan Campbell, it's 0-6, 0-7. Where the hell is it? He's a better coach. I actually like Dan Campbell as a coach. Matt Nagy is horrendous. Like, I just, I I just, I don't understand the Trubisky trade. But I feel like Justin Herbert was supposed to be good. Everyone knew that. The Josh Allen one, people thought that he had a high ceiling and he'd take time to develop. So I will say for his, for me saying that I was dead wrong on Kyler and how I was totally against him going one overall, I was all against Tua being a first round draft pick. I said his hip injury I, yeah. was going to end up costing him. I was saying he should not get picked. So far, he's looking like a bust. He's look yep. he's not quite Josh Rosen bad, but he's not looking good. He had the good game last week and they still lost. Josh Rosen looks even worse because of his stupid little soundbite from draft day. Well, where I was he, just going to say nine mistakes ahead of me or something like nine that. Nine mistakes ahead oh. of me. And then also, too, for the fact that I, that, that 2018 Arizona Cardinals team was a disaster. Steve Wilkes should have never been a head coach. He, he so, Matt, a fair I, I do have the trade, though, right? He's, on, he's actually the backup in Atlanta right now. Um, I do have the trade right here from uh, 2017. So, San Francisco trades a first-round selection, number two to Chicago in exchange for um, – so basically, here's what Chicago had to give up to San Francisco. Pick number three, a fourth round selection, which was the third round, six, uh, and a fourth round selection, third, and the third round. Uh, I, I don't even get it, this whole thing. Uh, so it says basically they gave up picks. So, okay, here it is. So they gave up the third overall pick, Chicago, right. 67, 111, right. and a third in 2018. Four draft picks to move up one spot. That's not a Matt Nagy. That's on Ryan Pace. But they didn't give up another first, though, right? No, they did not. But still. still, Like, I don't. One spot. One spot. And, like, you think if the 49ers were willing to trade out of it, they were really going to, like, take a quarterback? Like, yeah. Did you also know that the uh, Bills in the cheat, you know, the the Mahomes pick? The Bills had the 10th pick that year, traded back to 27, uh, 27th in that draft. Both ended up with great players because the Chiefs got Mahomes. Do you want to know the Bills got in that draft? Who? Do you know either one of you? Trey White. Yeah, Tredavious White. Well, I mean, the Bills are also the team that traded up to take Sammy Watkins over Mike Evans and Odell. So <laughs> not exactly a good track record. I mean, we can't all be the Eagles drafting Jalen uh, Rager over Justin Jefferson. Oh, God. Not that either, yeah. No, 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 no. The best one is still 2020. The Green Bay Packers. They thought they were going to get Brand- – they, they, they thought they were going to get Justin Jefferson, and they didn't. Then they thought they were going to get Brandon Ayuk. They didn't get Brandon Ayuk, so they decided to trade up and draft Jordan Love. Griff's so angry, banged his mic. Yep. Um, the, oh, have you ever seen the video of uh, Mike Zimmer and uh, Chris Spielman on uh, – on, they were on Zoom, obviously, because the draft was all virtual in 2020. But they thought the Eagles were taking uh, Justin Jefferson, and then the second they did it, they started laughing, and they're like, yep, send to the pick. Yeah. Like, we're taking Jefferson. Chris Spielman, former WrestleMania main eventer. Little known fact. Oh. Is that the Lawrence Taylor year? 
Yeah, he was in his corner with like Reggie White and shit. Uh, um, what was the other one? You mentioned Brandon Ayuk. He's like a fantasy absolute dud this year. Oh, dude, he was fucking overhyped. Like he was at all. overhyped this year. Debo's the, the guy. Like Ayuk, I think, was going ahead of Samuel. And I got Samuel like way later. And he's clearly number one. They don't use him at all. Him and Trey Sermon from San Francisco, both two over were both two over, both overrated fantasy yeah. picks. I would have liked to have seen what Mostert would have done because it looks like Sermon is just like they're not. Dude, he's using fucking him. made a glass. Mostert like, would I, have been the starter. I I I I'm I'm still gonna say this because I feel like for fantasy football for 2022 because even I said this 2021 Christian McCaffrey was still gonna go number one overall even though I had Derrick Henry. I feel like this year if for 22, I mean you, I don't know how you can trust picking Christian McCaffrey anymore. I feel like I, that's why I was th- actually thinking about this. I, if I've got the number one pick next year, I don't want the number one pick because I'd have to take McCaffrey and I don't want him. He's a I take Henry. Hot take 2022. I'm taking Derrick Henry. We're, we're, we made fun of Alex because he had the second pick in his draft in one league and he took Henry. And we were like, why wouldn't you take Cook or Kamara? And that's it's turning out to be Derrick Henry. How he's not dead yet. Ramey's convinced he's dying this year at some point. But I, he has to. Anytime anybody ever rushes or gets as many carries as Derrick Henry has gotten over the last few years, they end up falling off a cliff. Especially after 2,000 yards. It makes it's you know, so far through, you know, into you know, week six, he's not falling off any cliff. He's actually running through mountains, it seems yeah. like. It's, he's it's 100 amazing. yards up on, like, he didn't even played through week six. And he was already 100 yards up on second place. He's already got 640 yards. I don't think this counts. Well, that today. was going into today. So he's over 700 seven now. touchdowns. And he's also got 14 catches. So like he, we're he's, wrong. Uh, he's basically on pace for like 2,200 rushing yards and like 24 touchdowns. I mean, it and would actually, be the first. Why don't we give him MVP consideration? We, the we talked about the quarterbacks. Where's the Henry talk? Offensive player of the year. Offensive player of the year. No one's ever done the 2,000 yards back-to-back years rushing? No. You know what's good? It's going to happen more often now because of 18 games. You know, a lot of these records are going to get broken. And I know there's going to be a lot of people who are on both sides of the fence saying that, like, oh, it's only because of 18 or the people are saying, you know what? Good for them. 17. Yeah, that was the that's the one reason I don't like the extra game is because it's it's going to skew all the stats and stuff like that. But it's an extra week of football. So, I mean, you know, the season's a third of the way over. Obviously, we have the MVP talk. I mean, it's fucking sad to think about. Yeah, comeback player of the year. It really is kind of, you know, there's only 11 weeks left. The, the comeback player of the year, like just ship, ship it to Dak right now. It's him. He could not play another down this year and he's comeback player of the year. I mean, Defensive player of the year. It's Trey Diggs. I'm sorry. Just end the season. Now it's Trey Diggs. I can't tell if he's good or not. If he's just having one of those magical seasons, he's an absolute ball hawk, right. but that 75 yard touchdown that happened after his pick six was 100% his fault. That was his yeah. man. And he blew he, the coverage yeah. that, you know, the overhead safety should have helped him, but it's on Diggs. Diggs what about coach of the year? Kingsbury? What about coach of the year? Better not be Mike McCarthy. I'd say Cliff Kingsbury. I feel like it has to be at least right now. I was on Brandon Staley up until yesterday, and then like I, I'm going, I'm going Cliff Kingsbury. I also give Harbaugh a lot of credit. They lost like 48 running backs in preseason. Dude, they have the most man games lost due to injury, and they're I mean, yeah, they're amazing. They're, they're starting running back trio are Latavius Murray, Lev Bell, and freaking Devonta Freeman. Like what? <laughs> um, is this a bit of a hot take to say, but I think John Harbaugh is one of the more underrated coach, or not underrated, but underappreciated head coaches in the NFL. Oh, completely, completely. He's he's also been with the Ravens since 2006, I believe. He's been there forever. Like, yeah. I, wasn't there talk a few years where they were going to get rid of him? Dude, it's the same like, shit. I would, I would take him in a heartbeat. Dude, it's literally the same thing as Mike Tomlin. Those are coaches that if they were to get fired for some reason, coaches would fire 
someone on their staff to go hire them. I feel them. like Mike Tomlin's more of an idiot sometimes than Harbaugh. I feel like Harbaugh doesn't really make mistakes. Well, no, mean, but you the know only, what I the mean, only though. thing that Tomlin does is he's still playing Ben Roethlisberger, who he, he should not play anymore. He's not good. I no. can throw the ball further than Ben Roethlisberger. Why Look how they, tiny my hands are. Why did they think that bringing him back, even like, well, he's still making 15 million, which is a reduced salary. Why did they think that that was a good idea? Because he's like a product, like, and, and here's the other thing. Here's two things about the three things about the Steelers. One is in my early, t- my two early takes going into the year was that Pittsburgh and Seattle were going to miss the playoffs. So far, I'm probably going to go. I think I'll go two for two on that one at this rate, unless Pittsburgh plays. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's defense literally just can't fuck up. That's the only yeah. reason why they'll be bad. If um, TJ Watt gets hurt again, they're screwed. Exactly. Um, the other ones are is I, I still respect the Steelers because they've only had three coaches since 1969. Fun fact. Um, I'm going to throw in a third and a fourth, actually. The other one is um, that if Terry Bradshaw played in today's NFL, he would have been out of the league five years ago. If you look at his stats, he was not exactly good. If Troy Aikman played in today's game, he'd be dead. It's like Joe Namath. Joe Namath may be one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. You know he finished with 30 more interceptions and touchdowns? He's not good. He's only good because that one one game. That's what he's known for. And everybody overhypes him to thinking that he was this great quarterback. Same with Terry Bradshaw. He would have been out of the league quicker than anything he would have been johnny manzel it's like bill mazarowski in baseball he made the hall of fame for the veterans committee because of one home run like he's not good and you know cowboy fans always say that you know troy aikman is the best quarterback in their history I'm, tony romo's tony romo is better tony romo's better roger staubach is better aikman third and that frankly i'd have dak ahead of him now that's why yeah. i think eli manning's a hall of famer because like you give aikman a hall of fame because he has three rings well eli's got two and much better stats. I also think Eli too is the name. Like if Eli was, like say if you had Trent Dilfer when you two Super Bowls, or if Kerry Collins won two Super Bowls. Well, if he doesn't, I I don't think Eli gets in just because of that. He has he's retired top ten in passing yards and top ten in touchdowns. Yeah. So I, I think he gets in. I think it's just because of the back nine of his career, basically after the Super Bowl, how bad it went. Is well, the, the fact Giants, that some people are skeptical, the Giants but. Did, did him no favors. He it wasn't on him. It was the team, except for one year, they did nothing to help him. But so, at the same time, too, I feel like career. I feel like John Mara had such a love affection for him that it was like, well, he's the best quarterback in the franchise history. W- would he's you no put him Dave above Brown. Phil Sims? Oh, uh, far and away above Phil Sims. Or what's Phil the other Sims, guy? Phil Sims technically only has one Super Bowl. Yeah, who's the other guy? Jamie something. Jeff Hostetler. Jeff Hostetler, yes. He's the one who he's the one, the backup quarterback who won the second Super Bowl. Who uh, a young Chris Sims once put shaving cream in his shoot in his cleats. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know. know that. I That's listen. Funny, to, one of my work podcasts every day is Pro Football Talk with Florio and Sims. I know the two of them have some fucking wacky takes, but it's fun to hear them banter and stuff. Chris Sims, what a disappointment he must have been to Phil. <laughs> I mean, oh, Matt, I know. So, I go ahead. He's sorry. built a pretty good TV career, though. He, I yeah. know. Yeah, he is built. Yeah. Yeah. And built a pretty good TV career, too. Some people, I love it going on Twitter. Literally, I've interacted Some people with him a handful of times. People will literally go on and be like, You were a fucking scrub quarterback. What do you know? The guy knows his shit. Like, a lot's like, I like yeah. that's why that's why all these like head coaches and stuff were, are players who were never good. Like, you could never see Tom Brady being a head coach. That's why guys like Byron Leftwich are good coordinators. That's why Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, exactly. Look um, at all the analysts. Most of them are not like Hall of Fame amazing. You know, Dak guys, Prescott should be sending Kellen Moore a fruit basket every freaking week because when Romo got hurt, Kellen Moore was the yeah, backup, and then yeah. Kellen Moore broke his leg, and that's how Dak got the job. Idiot. Or I mean, he could send him one of those uh, edible edible arrangement baskets. Uh, the edible. Fruit. Yeah, that would work too. Yeah. Or even Dan Olasky, greatest UConn quarterback in history. 
Yes, yeah, or baby. I could, or I could, or um, he could, or, or if Kellen wanted like seafood, uh, Doc could send him some shrimp, so Kellen could go, no way, that's the shrimp. Oh my god, <laughs> I thought he were gonna say crab legs, and I was like, wait, that's Jameis. <laughs> no, 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 that's Deshaun Payton. But um, no, that's like that's the whole thing with all these guys. Like even look at Bill Belichick; he was never really a great quarterback. The only Matt, I will argue this: all the only Did panels Bill played quarterback. No, but like you know what I mean. He was never like a star football player or anything. His dad was a head coach. Um, but with the panels, though, if you look at it, the only ones where I'd say you have successful players on it is NFL Network and probably Fox, where there's like more than one guy. Fox has Brad. Fox has three Hall of Famers: Brad, Brad Shaw, Strahan, and uh, was it Kurt Menefee? Howie Long. <laughs> Kurt Menefee, Brett Boone, World Series hero. Never forget that as long as my life lives. Wait, what? Hit, when Aaron Boone hit the walk-off home run against the Red Sox in oh, 2003, 2003, he interviewed Aaron Boone, and after it, he goes, Brett Boone, World Series hero. First of all, it's Aaron Boone. Second of all, it's the ALCS. I will never forget that as long as I live. Kurt Menefee, he's made a nice career for himself. Remember when it was Jim uh, James Brown and the, yeah. like, Jimmy Howie Terry? Fox is the best pregame. That's the one I watch. I you know where I know the fact that James Brown was on? Also, to Chris Collinsworth at one point was on Fox panel. Yep. Um, I only know about James Brown because I remember the Simpsons did it when Fox first got the NFL back. I think in like 1994, there was like a behind the scenes thing. I think it was Bart and Homer. Like it was animated, obviously, but then they had like Terry Bradshaw involved. And that's where James Brown was. Yeah. Yeah. The only other panel I'd say where you have more successful players is obviously NFL Network where you have fucking Michael Irvin, uh, Kurt Warner. Uh, Who else is on there? And then like Steve Mariucci, I feel like okay. Uh, No, Dion's not. Dion's a barstool. Oh, he is God. Barstool and his coaching. I, I can't stand Barstool. I hate Barstool. Well, then you're going to hate this because it's a hockey crossover, but I'm wearing my spin check. Study. Oh, they're just, they're just who scum. Does, who does ESPN have? They got Moss and what? Booger McFarland? <laughs> Booger. I have a hot take. I have a hot take with that. Oh, here we go. I prefer the Joe Tessitore and Booger McFarland Monday Night Football announcing team compared to what they have right now. I cannot fucking stand Brian. I'll Greasy. be honest. I, I no prefer team. the Manning cast. Who's the? Who are the announcers right now for Monday Night Football? Steve Levy, Lewis Riddick, and Brian Greasy. Levy yeah, and fast. Riddick are okay. Brian Riddick's like you know when you're at a party and there's like an awkward guy that just stands there and will just blurt out random shit for no reason, or yeah, he's like awesome. saying, that's, "Grip, that's you and me." Fuck off. That's um, that's us. What are you talking yeah. about? Of course I know that. So you know how like so you know how yeah I, okay I do that. that that's Brian Greasy. We're all just be like. And yeah, you know this. Uh, this guy also a rod. Yeah, exactly. Did you see the, the Sunday Night Baseball where he said something and Vescurgeon just goes, "Well, that's really random" or something like that. And he just said, like that makes no sense. Why would you, you know Vescurgeon's leaving Sunday Night Football? Sunday Night uh, Baseball. Yeah, yeah. I literally oh. retweeted that going Santa Maria. Have you watched the Manning cast, Griff? No, I don't know how to I, end up here. I thought it was so dumb. Like, why would you ever watch it? It is the best thing I've ever seen. It's yeah, I thought so it was going to be terrible. Good. It's so entertaining. So, Eli is, I think Eli's funnier than Peyton is. They need to fire Troy Aikman and just hire Eli Manning to be with Joe Buck. He's incredible. He's so funny. Can I be, so I've heard about it. You know why I feel like it's better than like the actual Monday night announcing team? Because when they're calling it, they're not trying to be broadcasters. They're just no, being they're, themselves. They're quarterbacks. They're, they're quarterbacks. So they're viewing the game from what they see it. So they're, yeah. they know it. I just love the fact too, and they'll bring in like, random guests and stuff like who was it they brought in someone and they were like having this conversation and it was just like completely off the side oh, i'm trying i think it was week two or week three there was a lot of guests and they're just they just talk about random stuff and they'll call the game and 
Peyton yeah. was like, he, I think he's called Joe Buck an idiot inadvertently, where he was like, if I'm talking to you, Eli, and I make a mistake, you know. But if Troy Aikman makes a mistake, Joe Buck doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. So he's oh, to be fine. The one I was thinking about was Gronk saying he didn't read his playbook and that really oh, made yeah. a big deal out of it. Yeah. Or really when his wife, when in reality, it was just his wife giving him shit for always reading his playbook. You don't get ESPN2 in Canada? No. So basically, do you know TSN? Yeah. Yeah. So I get TSN. So I, that's how I watch Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night football. It's through is, TSN. It's through TSN. But um, I still get like all the AB- I get ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox at my old zone? house. What part of me? You get Red Zone. Yes, but I don't have a channel. We have an app up here called DAZN, which is D A Z N. Oh yeah, we yeah we have that. Yeah, through DAZN, I get Red Zone. My my mom and like my I watched with like my parents and my my grandfather before. They find it the most fucking confusing thing in the world. Because my mom will be like, "Wait, we're just watching another game," and I have to explain to her. Red Zone's the best thing to happen in the NFL, I think, ever. Like it's I, the best. I tweeted this out on Saturday, but I feel like imagine if they did that Saturday nights for hockey, where they did like a red, like a red zone equivalent, where it's just like. Apparently, was, you could do that on ESPN Plus now. Like I saw. Can, I think you can do that. I saw somebody watching a bunch of different games. Except I don't think you can do your local games, which is a whole other story. Yeah, I I, I wasn't too on, on a non hockey note. On, on a non football note, excuse me. I wasn't too, too impressed with the first game with ESPN with Sean McDonough and Ray Ferraro. Like, I love Ray Ferraro, but it was just not emotion. But then Bucci Gross was calling the second one, and that was so much better. Sean McDonough doing hockey. They couldn't have just gotten Gary Thorne. Like, I wish on. they got Gary. Gary Thorne should just call everything. I, I long for Gary Thorne. Like, besides Doc, he's the best ever. He's too depressed over the Baltimore Orioles. He doesn't the even work there anymore. Rid of him is just unbelievable. Is, it makes me. no sense. He's so good at baseball and hockey. It's incredible. Yeah. There's like there's there's certain guys who can cross over to certain sports. Like that's what like the one thing I'll say though about my booger, my booger McFarlane Joe Testor take, when it was with Jason Witten, it was terrible. When they oh, had booger God. on the fucking booger mobile. Oh Jason Witten. He was Jason so Witten was literally a fucking robot. Oh my god. That's one man that should never get into sports broadcasting. I'm gonna hold the mic up. It was like this. Uh, uh, yeah, we're uh, here in uh Oakland calling the Oakland Raiders and the like Los Angeles yeah, Rams. It's, it's, uh, it's good. You know, Joe, we're here. This going to go out. We're going to have a good game of football. We're, we're all going to have fun. That was Jason Witten for the 2018 season. When they went to test and Booger, I was fine with it, but even too Booger would do like the unpurposely, he would do things. Like I remember there was one time in the playoffs, the bills, Texans, he's like, these guys are coming and these guys are coming from the outside. And he actually drew a penis with a telestrator because they'll do the lines and they'll just do like the circle and the circles. Like, man, like, oh, that's like, that's why I, I know you guys aren't a fan of Barstool, but Barstool will point shit like that out. And I find it absolutely hilarious. I'm convinced that the whole reason why they had the Booger Mobile when Jason Witten was in the broadcast booth was because Booger was like, he's fucking terrible. I'm going to punch him in the face if you have me anywhere near him. So they just had him as far away as possible. I just felt felt bad for the guy. Like there was a video actually of the famous Giants fan. uh, I think his name's License Plate Guy. Yeah. And there's a famous video that went viral of Booger on the Booger Mobile. He was in a game. I think it was in Atlanta. And literally all you see is Booger blocking him. And there's a TV where you can watch the game. And all it is is just him. Booger, get out of the way. Like, imagine paying, like, hundreds of dollars for your tickets and you're... Just to watch Booger McFarlane. Like, you're watching his bald head. He's just, like, there. And you have, like, there's, like, a fucking, like, 50... Like, a 50 or 60-inch TV on the back of it. So, it's like, hey, yeah, no. So, instead of actually watching the actual game that you paid to be here for, here's the ESPN yeah. feed. But, like, they should pay the Mannings whatever. Make... Let them do all 17 games, like, or whatever many Monday Night Football games are. Are they doing tonight's, or...? 
They're only, I don't think their next game is for another couple of weeks. They're actually, they're back next week. They were off for like four weeks because the NFL only paid for like 10 weeks of it or the ESPN only paid for like 10 weeks for them. And the not realizing is- how good and how popular they'd be, you yeah. think they would have added more games. Eli doing all the, the money ESPN Dak. is worth. Eli did the Dak hip thing. It was just, it was the, the it was the best. Well, I've seen that, but um, I'm going to go off on a different subject because um, I actually want you guys to guess who you think my favorite. Uh, I have a favorite NFL team, but I also have a favorite um, just overall announced team of all time for who you think each is. Who do you think it is? Wait, your favorite NFL announce, announced team? Yeah, because the other one too, uh, well, I'm going to say, I was going to say another one, but because my, my favorite college team obviously is Fowler and Herb Street. They're great. You seem like a big Kenny Albert guy. Do you like Kenny Albert? You know, Kenny Albert has a special place in my heart because of the bat flip. He was the one to call that. He's, um, he's very good, too. But, um, dude, I didn't realize how much shit he calls. He fucking calls NFL. He calls MLB. He calls Rangers the Radio. Yeah. He has the NHL and NTNT. And he has the fucking Knicks, too, doesn't he? I feel like he does some Knicks. Or I think he fills in when Breen's yeah. off. The, the Knicks have been – or the my teams have been pretty good. We had, uh, The Devils had Doc for years, the, announce, the regional announce guy. The Chico the Rush. Guy. And the Knicks have Mike Breen, who's the, uh, the national announce guy. So I've gotten lucky with some good commentators. I think Kenny Albert, too, is going to replace Sam Rosen with the Rangers once he's uh, done. And then Don LaGreca will take over for Kenny on the radio side. Um, no, my favorite – I'll just say my favorite NFL team of all time has to be probably uh, Jim Nance and Phil Sims. I do. I miss. I miss Phil Sims. I, I miss Phil like Sims. He got screwed because I, I, like Tony's gr- like Tony's great, but it was just something about that. And I love. I always love it too. And Phil would have like Jim would come in with this. this, this Jim obviously also calls golf, and when he just comes, he's like, "Hello, friends." Jim Nance, Phil Sims, yeah. and it's like it just has a big game. It had a big game feel. It still it does with Romo. Yeah. But I felt the only complaint I had about Romo yesterday, I feel like he was showing a little too, like his cowboyness was coming out a little oh, too much. He, he when they showed the him like at the goal line getting that touchdown pass to Witten and they showed Dak getting the touchdown pass to Jarwin and Rome was just like going back into into time like that was my favorite throw shut the hell up Tony I'm a huge Tony Romo guy but like dude I had the same thing two years ago when the Patriots and Cowboys played and Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were calling the game I wanted to shoot myself I hate Joe Buck and Troy Aikman as an announced team really I I cannot stand Aikman cannot stand Aikman you don't think he's a good analyst Joe Buck on baseball, I like. Joe Buck on football, I don't like. I don't really mind him. I, like, I just see. I, I just like his voice. It's a, Joe it's a Buck good, in football, I don't like, and I think that's more biased because I can't stand Troy Aikman as an analyst, which is weird coming from a Cowboy fan. Why? But Joe why? Buck in baseball Jesus when he's with John fucking Smoltz. Oh my god! Has he had two worst partners at Tim McCarver and John Smoltz now? Like Tim, Tim McCarver like, looks like freaking. John Madden and Pat Summerall well, compared to John Smoltz. He'd say stupid Smoltz. things, but he'd get excited at least. John Smoltz is just like... John Smoltz hates that. the game of baseball. Like, uh, uh, the Red Sox are murdering the Astros 9-3 uh, to three right now. Again? Yeah. And it's the bottom do, of the why fifth. Why do you hate Troy Aikman as an analyst? I just... I didn't hate him in the moment. I just like... My... Because uh, obviously, you know, my dad's a Saints fan. Whenever he calls a Saints game, he always like... My dad hates them because he feels like they're always kind of biased against the Saints. And then um, I just... I just didn't like it in that one cowboy game when it was like they just felt like Troy's cowboy colors were kind of showing. But I will say this though, because Joe Buck actually does have one of my favorite calls of all time when the uh, the Diggs one. Oh yeah, the Diggs one. He had to get excited for that because yeah, it was. But he was just like his voice was ready to fucking yeah, go. Crap, just, yeah, Diggs sideline touchdown. Well, then, unbelievable. Raymond, why do you hate Troy Aikman? 
What did he do to you? He he fondled him in LaGuardia Airport when he was twelve. I have a funny trait. It was actually JFK, I and I was nine. But you know, JFK. After See, he sat on some bunch of crunch. Oh God! Wow! <laughs> that took a that took a turn. I'll, there was a Thanksgiving game. They had the you know the like the thing that Santa has on the side of the road where you like put quarters in and whatever. And they were doing it for the Salvation Army or something. Oh, the kettlebell stuff? Yeah, and it was on – they were doing it on TV. And Troy Aikman walks on stage and puts a quarter in the bucket. <laughs> I, I've hated him ever since. I was like, why do you have him do that? It's a millionaire, and you just had to put a quarter for charity? And I'm just like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And I just – I can't stand Troy Aikman. See, I just – I don't think he's really objective as an analyst. I think, you know, whenever the Cowboys fly, I do think he has been prone to be biased towards Dallas and excusing poor decisions or things that Jerry Jones has done because obviously he has an affection that, for Jerry I've Jones. I've never noticed it, but that that probably makes sense. I guess I just don't, I just tune him out. And then, you know, as someone who is a Cowboy fan, my entire family is Giants fans. Whenever the Giants are on Fox and Troy Aikman is calling the game, I feel like the man hates everything about the Giants, and it's probably because he was a Cowboy. Just the, yeah. the bias he has against some teams in my mind, and you know, it could be because he played and he just had you know bad experience with the stadium or the fans or whatever it might be. I, I don't think he's objective. You think he would be not bitter considering he won three Super Bowls, but and the he got carried won. to three Super Bowls. Emmett Smith yeah. and the defense carried him to three Super Bowls. I, I mean, he had a Hall of Fame running back, Hall of Fame wide receiver, great defense, good tight end. Yeah. Do you know? Um, I'm going to say a couple things. One, uh, with with analysts and stuff, Drew Brees has been doing too too bad of a job, even though he got the now canceled Brian Urlacher uh, haircut. Well, yeah, I hair, think he's, he's been pretty good. Drew Brees has been fine. I was just making a joke because you know he how his hairline just came back all of a yeah. sudden. Like he got the, he got them he got them hair implants like John Cena. Like, remember uh, Brian Urlacher when he was bald his entire playing career and he just comes back one day with a head of hair and then he said some, I don't, I forget what he said, but I think it was like basically anti-BLM stuff or whatever and uh, kind of like, we're off the rails there. But um, no, the other thing I was going to say about analysts, there is one guy right now who's rising up the ranks really fast and that's Nate Burleson. He's got everything. He's got the personality. He's just got, he's got everything to him. Yeah, I see a lot about him, and I've never really – what is he on, the CBS pregame or something like that? I can't. Well, remember. he was on Good Morning Football with, obviously, uh, Pete Schrager, Kyle Brandt, and I feel like a lot of NFL fans, like Woman Crush, Kay Adams. Um, and I then he him. left – and then – I know, you and my dad both. Um, and then he left that to do CBS this morning. So he's basically doing the same shit Michael Strahan's doing, because even look, which I, I'm going to go on another note, one of the worst April Fool's pranks of all time was Michael Strahan. I didn't know that that was fake. And I like months later, I was like, Ramey, did you know he didn't get it fixed? And I was like, wait, he's like, wait, what? Like, why he releases he... a video like three days before April Fool's Day? And then on April Fool's Day, he's like, oh, I'm never getting rid of the gap. It's like, what the fuck? I mean, I figured he would. You'd want to do that. Maybe it's his trademark and he likes it. I know Aaron Judge got rid of the gap. It was two weeks ago. It was two weeks ago. You texted me saying oh, straight hand fixing his gap was a prank. It was it was two weeks ago. <laughs> two weeks ago? It was two weeks ago. I just looked I just looked up the text. It was two weeks ago. Wow. Can I tell you I something it was that soon. Uh oh. Um, I'm not doing this to make fun of the guy. I'm uh so this episode will probably come out in the next like well, it's ten twenty seven right now. We're probably gonna wrap it up soon, but episode's gonna come out soon. What do we think the res- – um, I'm not, and we're not doing this to rib on the guy, but Matt, when Randy tweets us saying, 
what he thinks of the podcast. What do you think he uses the words phenomenal, best ever, or I, my amazing? Favorite, my favorite is tremendous. Or whenever tremendous. I, whenever I get something mentioning how tremendous I am, I like it boosts my ego. Like I'm like I'm tremendous. That's like a word you got to go out of your way to say. You're not good. You're not great. You're tremendous. So if Randy, if you're listening. Well, actually, would he does he tweet like when the podcast drops? Or does he listen to it all? No, he listens and then he'll tweet. So he'll unless he's really it. excited for an episode, then he'll like send all a right. message via like. I, I don't want to force his hand. I just said I like tremendous, but Randy, I want you to give your honest to God like best word you possibly can on how you thought this episode went. And if it sucked, then you can feel feel free to say that. Say it, it was tremendously bad. Like on the EST of podcasts, the the shittiest. Like say that if you want to. If it sucked, if it sucked, I want to know the honest truth. Because Randy's a nice guy. Even if he thinks it sucked, he'll try to. Der- you know, Derrick Henry just scored another touchdown. He's got 125 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, Alex texted us that uh, he's having a monster game, so I ignored yeah. that. He's he's yeah. absolutely going off. And you, you, Griff, you had mentioned Nate Burleson. He's I remember a- the the Nickelodeon game that he called in the playoffs. Oh yeah, with Iron Eagle's son Noah. Which oh, they're they're doing that again this year. And I didn't realize that Nate Burleson has a weekly NFL series on Nickelodeon that just started a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I think that's kind of gone unnoticed. Um, the only thing I'll say about this uh, Nickelodeon series, I remember Kurt Warner tweeted about his son watching his first ever football game. And someone basically went after me. Like, oh, what's wrong with you? Why does your son watch football? And then he basically burned him by basically just uh, Kurt. I, I didn't realize this until last night too, but Kurt Warner and his wife support uh, like adults with disabilities because one of Kurt Warner's kids, I believe, is he's either blind or he's got like he's got like, he's mentally disabled, and basically, basically clap back with that, and the guy had to go the whole, oh my god, I'm so sorry. So it's just one of those things where it's like you gotta step up on the internet. That was that was my first thought. So why is his son not? watch a football game until now it was but there's like things you say it's like you think it you don't I mean, I'm say not, I'm not it you, you don't tweet it i'm, I'm like you stupid idiot you played in the nfl why isn't your kid watching yeah, you're an exactly. nfl hall of fan why the fuck does your kid watch football no it's like you got to learn there's more to the story but no the nickelodeon thing like some people thought it was stupid the only complaint i would have is don't do it for the playoffs again do it for like you know week 17 or like week like a meaningless week 18 game i thought it was dumb until i saw it and then all the the effects and stuff and i was like this is pretty cool it was fucking cool like i was i was i was pissed we couldn't get it live in canada i was just following along on twitter it looked dope you a meaningless week 18 can we get it for next week for falcons dolphins oh please that would get me to watch that's what you should do exactly Send for a terrible game like that give me the nickelodeon thing i yeah. would watch that like do you guys remember last year they did a game with it was the Bengals and the Steelers Monday Night Football and they had the Muppets involved in it and like I remember going to the game and be like oh fuck I'm not gonna watch this game this game's gonna be awful I watched it all and it was a great game because that's the thing yeah. with the NFL it's always the games we think that are gonna suck turn out to be great and it's the games that we think are gonna be great end up sucking like Ravens Chargers and Chargers, Browns Cardinals yeah exactly yeah exactly but uh, you know what uh, Matt I'm gonna change the name of the title I'm gonna can I go with I'm tremendous instead. Do you think that Dango works? Do something. What's what's a title like a tremendously, a tremendously awesome podcast? Or tremendous something like trio. That. Ooh, the tremendous trio. I like that. The tremendous trio. Oh, I like that. Yes. Because guys, I, we have to do this again. The three of us. This was yeah. this was a lot this, of fun. We, we have to we have to go another nine minutes. Can we get to two hours? Do you have another question? Something. To get um, us two hours. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go around <laughs> He's the like, room. Damn it, Matt! I wanted to be done. But I said, hey, you're so close to two hours. Like, you know what? We're so close. We, if we, if we, we feel like we can get there, we can get there. Because once um, I get started doing this stuff, it's fun to do. It's getting started. Once you're into it, now it's like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Let's do this for five hours. Let's go. Yeah. 
So have you, is there actually a timer where it says the, uh, yeah. two? on my zoom, it's at an hour and 52 minutes. Oh, mine is on Matt zoom. And I don't have it. Yeah. I'm not even the host. Yeah. I'm the host. I don't even have it. Yes. Um, okay. So I'm going to give you guys each a, uh, a coach and Matt, I don't want you saying judge for obvious reasons. One NFL coach you think that will be fired at the end of the year for the both. Yeah, like, yeah. We'll go around the room to, and do all three of us, but coach have to wait till the end of the season. <laughs> or no, no, not the end of the season, but a coach that you basically think they'll be gone by the end of 2021 or after the 2021 season. Well, I said, can, can, Nagy, can, can we just say anybody but Matt Nagy? Because we all know Matt Nagy is going to be gone. How about like, this? What happened, how what about this? No Joe Judge, no Urban Meyer, no Matt Nagy. But, but uh, what if the Bears are like decent? Do they keep Matt Nagy? Like, he just seems like a really bad coach. They're three and three. And think about it, too. He has not had a losing season in three years with the Bears. He was 12 and four, and he said two years of eight and eight. But he's so bad. It's, it's, it's insane to me. Who gets fired? I'm leaning towards Belichick. I could uh, see Belichick potentially retiring, but I, oh, think, he's, I, I, I think he's got a golden goose with Mac Jones. There's, they're never firing him. I think, I think Mac Jones, they need to let Mac Jones loose. That deep pass he had yesterday, I know it was a blown coverage. Let the guy throw. Well, he, he only threw 21 passes, right? Like, can he throw? I don't know. I don't even know. That deep ball, that 75, he, he had some air on that. He had zip to it. Let, let him loose. Let like him loose. Same thing though. with Daniel Jones. Let him loose. Let him throw. And they're not doing it. They would drop it. But who's going to get fired? Who's the Texans coach? Well, David well, Cauley. I don't think he's going to get fired because he's also he's, old, he's, so I could see him yeah. just retiring. It, it, if they had Deshaun Watson, here, I'm going to throw one out to you. Obviously, you know, you have the, the normal ones like an Urban Meyer, Matt Nagy. The ones Griff said you can't use. I could see Vrabel. I don't think the Titans are that good. I think they're going to end up being like six and 11. I could see Vrabel going. I got, I got one. I got one. And I, this is one that I've been on for a while. Vic Fangio from Denver. I know he's old. Yeah. That he's was a great. A de- he's a yeah. great defensive coordinator. Denver needs an offensive minded head coach. I was. Yeah. I feel Denver, like he's on the hot seat to start the season too. That's a good one. The Denver Bron- the Denver Broncos have been a bit of a dumpster fire organization ever since Peyton retired. Because they, if you also go back and look in the 1970s, they missed the playoffs, I think, like six times in like 30-plus years. Well, weren't they bad until they got Elway? They, pretty much. And then they had, that's what I'm saying. They had a bad spell. Then they got Elway. Then they were good. Even to the 2002, it was like fucking Jake Plummer and Kyle Orton. They were fine. Where they were like at least decently consistent. I believe it was they always finished with either 500 or above. But with Vic Fangio, like, look, he's good. He's been there for three years. But this Broncos team is just in a – like, they are who we thought they were. From one of my favorite NFL sound bites of all time, they are who we thought they were. Um, another one I have is uh, Brian Flores, actually. I feel like he's a really good coach, though. He is, but, man, if they fail expectations and miss the playoffs by a lot, like, what excuse do you have for that? At this rate, I think they're going to go 3-14. and 14. I don't I, see a lot of Ws on their on – their... Yeah schedule if they don't win sunday that's a big fucking problem if they one, go one and six realistically can they make the playoffs after going one and five i don't think so especially no, they have zero shot at winning the division no they have zero shot um the only other one i'm going to give to you is i want to say mike zimmer but that's low-hanging fruit yeah what about rule from the uh, panthers no i think he's oh, he's only the second year um this might be a bit of a wild card, but Kyle Shanahan. They are underachieving, or are they 
just not good. Dude, they've had one good season since him and Lynch have arrived. And yes, they went to the Super Bowl, but they literally have, uh, besides the Super Bowl season, they've missed the playoffs every other year. Ramey, did you have them coming in first or second? I had them coming in first. Yeah, I was going to say that's, that's pretty rough. I thought their defense and all the injuries last year was a big reason. I didn't, I underestimated how good the Cardinals would be. I knew the Rams would be good. I thought Seattle was going to come in third. I didn't think San Francisco would be the, the bottom of it with the Seahawks. Oh, I got another one, but it's not a firing. It's a mutual parting of ways. Can you just say Mike McCarthy? Please say no. Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Say, although if the, if the, if the uh, Dallas Cowboys do have a great regular season, but crap out in the wild card round or the divisional round, I could see it being like, you know, when the Yankees fired Joe Girardi and brought in Aaron Boone, I could see it being like that. My other one that's a bit of a wild card is Pete Carroll. That's what I'm saying. Like mutual parting of ways, like where he retires because, yeah, and also do I keep saying this? I think Russ is gone after this year. I think the Seahawks are going to rebuild for real. Didn't he just sign a deal? Well, there was rumors he wanted to be traded anyway. Yeah. I, yeah. We want, I wanted him on the giants. And now Seattle's locked in that awful Jamal Adams contract has been shit ever since he got there. Like the more we think about it, Joe Douglas looks like a fucking genius for that trade. I feel like they would have to part ways. I don't think they would ever fire him. No, that's what I'm saying. It would be like, yeah. you know, I think handshake, a... like, like mutual. I always find mutual parting of ways of just a polite way of saying someone's fired. The only other one I'm going to say is oh, yeah, Tom Coughlin. That's basically, they forced him to retire. Exactly. Um, Frank Wright could be another one that wouldn't surprise that's, me. Yeah. That, that was yeah. the only other one I could see because there's, sort of pretty bad i didn't realize pete carroll is 70 he's he's, yeah, he's old he's pretty old the he's oldest. the oldest nfl coach i think yeah. him bruce arians and bill belichick are the three oldest did you hear what mike tomlin said about this quarterback he said he doesn't want a rookie quarterback he wants him like established veteran so like, if they wanted to completely rebuild and he was against that i could see them maybe firing him but they don't seem to they don't fire coaches. coaches. Yeah, Chuck Noll retired. Change. Bill Cowher retired. It's like that's the thing, Matt. Three coaches in fifty-three years. I remember I wanted Bill Cowher to be the Giants coach for like ten years straight. So like, we, we know we know that Aaron Rodgers is not going to be a Packer next year. Do we though? Maybe he's having the time of his life. I doubt it. I think he I hates you. I think he's going to go to the Steelers. Ben's going to retire. Really? The Steelers are going to trade for Rodgers, and Tomlin's going to win another Super Bowl. I have a wild card for where Aaron Rodgers is going to go. I don't. I, I wouldn't even if with Rodgers. I don't. I don't know if this Houston Texans for Deshaun Watson. Could you imagine the Giants? Oh my god! I, I, I can't see the. I cannot see the Packers trading him within the conference. They'll ship him to the AFC. I would also kill myself if Aaron Rodgers went to the Giants. Well, I mean, it wouldn't matter. He's been on great Packers teams, and he still can't win another Super Bowl. Yeah, but he'll still beat the Cowboys. Well, that's the thing, though. The defense is <laughs> terrible. Matt, think... those are, the only year he won a Super Bowl is when the Packers had that great defense with, like, B.J. Raji and shit. I feel that's like the only year. Jones has shown enough to where they're not going to take a quarterback or trade <sighs> for a quarterback. You know, I think they're going to use those picks and just keep trading down. I could see the world where they do that, where they accumulate, kind of like what my aunt, like kind of like what uh, Philly, kind of like what Philly did last year. Well, we need to. Apparently, we need to fix the defense again, and we still need to solidify the offensive line. I don't know why it's so hard. You might need Dallas a running did. back too, because Saquon's looking like he's made a glass. Ugh, I you feel need. So bad. I would say you guys need a center, and you need to replace. Well, and obviously the Nick Gates are an injury hurt a lot, but yeah. I would say you need. Is Nick Gates center? Or is he guard? He's a center, I think, right? Yeah, so you have him. I don't even know my own guys. I was like, Shane Lemieux is not not NFL ball. Basically, everybody besides Andrew Thomas. You need to give Nate Solder an, you know, 
extend his contract another five years. That's one of the worst signings. I mean, I we had to do it because he was literally the only guy out there, but that's one of the worst signings in franchise history. New He's England Patriots awful. legend. He was a first-round pick for the Patriots. He's, so He's a first-round loser for the Giants now. But it looks like uh, Andrew Thomas is actually good. So you yeah. could build around him, use one of your – Maybe I think we might use both picks on tackles because we're just – we have nothing. There, there, this year for drafting, though, like I've looked at it so far – there's not a whole like the quarterback class. There's not a whole lot of guys who I look out at and say Spencer He's Rattler, Rattler, baby. baby. Fuck He's no. Fuck no. <laughs> Spencer Rattler is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I already had someone come on here and say, um, friend of the show, Keegan Stiefel, who actually follows the awesome Lorenzo Bros and knows you guys. He like found. Oh, like, I know that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Keegan Stiefel, good friend of the show. He was on the hundredth episode too, Matt. Uh, as I think we're about to hit tw- two hours. We are officially uh, at two hours. Okay, so I'll say before I wrap up, I'm going to say this. He was telling me that Spencer Rattler should wait another year before he comes out because the only quarterback so far, and Markeem came on my show a few weeks ago and said this, actually uh, two weeks ago and said this, that Matt Corral, the kid from uh, Old Miss, is the only guy who can, I think, really can be a solid NFL quarterback in his career. But there is a guy I want you to look up his film at, Tyler Lindenbaum. He's an offensive lineman from Iowa. You should be all over him. Is he going to go? I mean, we'll probably have a top two pick. Dude, no, he's not going to go top two. It'll probably be a quarterback, and it'll be Kayvon Thibodeau. I can even see a world where uh, – remember 2016 when the Browns and, like, I think – I don't forget who had the second pick, but the, the – who was it? Oh, yeah, the Rams and the Eagles traded up to get Goff and Wentz, guys who didn't, like, really pan out. Yeah. I can see a world where something like that happens, where you have, like, those, like, okay-ish fringe teams who need quarterbacks trade up for one and two and, like, sell the farm. I would I wouldn't mind Dude. if the Giants did that if they end up with a top five pick and somebody wants to come take a shitty quarterback I we traded back. That's what I'm fine. saying you can do. So then you That's can probably get do. two first round picks for that kind of like what we saw fucking Miami do, and then they obviously moved around and then look what Philly did this year. I now mean, Philly... we did it last year. We got Tony, who's turning out to be like hey, that one game against Dallas. If he can stay healthy, he looks pretty damn good. So yeah. that was that was smart. Although the Bears pick might not be as good as we thought it would be, but. I still feel like that Bears pick could be in the maybe in the I'd say somewhere between fifteen to probably twenty one or twenty two. That's what I'm thinking. If they keep doing what they're doing and they stay five hundred, it's going to be in the middle. Which I mean, it's better than not having a second first round pick, but not as good as we thought. We could have two top ten picks. Which I mean, when the Lions have the number one pick, are they going to draft a quarterback? They they got Goff. They (laughs) have two first round picks. Just remember that. Just as good as Stafford, from what I heard. So I don't know. Remember this for this year. The one, so there's two teams that I want you guys to watch out for with big first round picks. That's Philly, obviously, because they have three of them. They have three top 10 picks. They have three top 10 picks. Dude, the other one who could have two top 10 picks potentially is the New York Jets. Remember, they got Seattle's first round pick. Uh, I'll try for the Jamal Adams trade. Yeah. Oh my God. Could you imagine that? The Eagles and the Jets both surpassed the Giants already. Um, Yeah, but the Eagles and the Jets could have five picks of the top 10 and they'd miss on all of them. Do you remember the JJ Arthega Whiteside pick from the Eagles? When they could have had A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf. They're not very good at drafting, are they? They're no, really they're, they're really bad. Howie Roseman is a literal problem for the Eagles. Like, they won't fire him for some reason. So, as long as they can miss – I mean, how do you miss on three top ten picks? Is that even possible? If they, anybody could do it, it's the I Eagles. Was, yeah, so let's hope they do that because right now I would bet money that they get three in the top ten. The I Eagles mean, are basically being run like the Knicks in the mid-2000s. You mean the Knicks until like recently? I wasn't going to go that far, but yeah. Pretty much, yeah. 
basically too because that's the other thing too because like the knicks like james dolan loves to get his feet involved like his feet or his hands or whatever he likes to put his put his feet in the pool um matt's yeah. big on feet i, um, I have huge feet guys so basically what i'm trying to say is jeffrey lurie is the same thing with the eagles where jeffrey lurie loves to get his, owner yeah exactly there's all these guys who know let the football guys be the football guys uh, and look at the job done the nfc east has some really shitty owners let's see you have mara well, you and tish seem like they haven't really done anything horrible well, they're not like power hungry idiots but they're they're just they seem to be idiots who can't do anything correct and the other three are just jackasses and then you have jerry jones who like we said is just power jackass yep Jeffrey Dan Lurie is a piece of garbage. And then and you Jeffrey have a little Lurie piece of human shit and Dan Snyder, who literally, yeah. I still don't understand how to, out of all the shit that came out with the John Gruden stuff, how no one fine? from the football team took any how? heat. Makes no sense. I feel the NFL is protecting him. I think they have to be. The NFL protects a lot of people like Spygate. Fuck off. That's um, different. Like, That's different. But even look to at certain cases, like, like, Look at how Ray Rice did his incident and got out of the league. Meanwhile, Tyree Kill's gone away with the shit that he's done, and he's still in the league. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's the best kicker in the league. See those TikTok videos? Making yeah. It, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Ray Rice, I mean, Ray Rice deserved to get suspended, but he got blacklisted. Didn't get a second chance. Colin Kaepernick did as well, but I feel like that's for... It's for different Different reasons, slash... I don't want to go into this because I don't want to look bad, but also... His play really kind of fell off right beforehand. So I feel like they kind of just like it was one of those things where they just expected to swipe sweep it under the rug and it like not to be noticed, but in reality it got noticed. Like he wasn't that great, but I mean it's shocking he didn't have another chance. But let's put it this way. He he definitely fell off and his play wasn't warranting being a starting quarterback. I will give you that. Nathan Peterman is the fucking backup for the Raiders. That's because John Gruden sucks that guy off. Like, no, literally. Matt, no, 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 Ramey. Literally, Matt is 100% right. Because even to Marcus Mariota, like, he just, like, everyone's like, what the fuck is Nathan Peterman on the roster? It's like Gruden loves him for some reason. Gruden loves the guy. It makes no sense. He must have Gruden nudes. Oh, I forgot Mariota's there, too. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Why do they have three active quarterbacks? Man, the 2015 quarterback class is one of the worst in the end. I think, dude. The 2015 quarterback class and the 2013 quarterback class where EJ Manuel and Geno Smith are the top two quarterbacks taken. Have you ever looked at that 2013 draft? I mean, there were a lot of pretty class. Goff and Wentz isn't good. I mean, what was Jones and um, what's it? Dwayne Jones is the best quarterback in the first round. I don't remember anybody else who went, but Dwayne Haskins is a disaster. So I'm going to list you guys. I got to do this because the 2013 draft class is one of the weirdest ones of all time. Although it features Travis Kelsey uh, Le'Veon Bell, DeAndre Hawkins, and Tyron Matthew. But apart from that, so I'm going to listen to the top 10 to see how many of you guys, these names you recognize. Eric Fisher. Uh, tackle? tackle yes. Team? Luke Jokel. I know that name sounds familiar, but I couldn't. It seems like somebody the Jags would fucking draft. Yes, he went to the Jags at three. <laughs> at number three overall, Dion Jordan. No. I don't know that name. Lane Johnson. Number four to Eagles. the Eagles. Yes. Uh, Deion Jordan right now is a free agent. He last played in the league in 2020 for San Francisco. Uh, Ezekiel Ansa went fifth. I know Ziggy Ansa. Yeah. Yep. Uh, number six was Barkevius Mingo. What? <laughs> That's the Browns, right? That's the yes. Browns, isn't it? Sounds like a porn star. <laughs> he was a defensive end, I think. LSU. Yes. Uh, number seven was Jonathan Cooper. Guard out of North Carolina. He went to the Cardinals. Too generic. 
Tavon Austin went eighth. Tavon Austin was the first wide receiver taken. Former yeah. Ram great. Former Cowboy bum. D. Milner went ninth. Sounds like an old man. And Chance nice. Warmack went tenth. Excuse me? Hans? Chance Warmack. Oh, Hans. Yes, the first quarterback from this draft class at 16th was EJ Manuel to the Bills. That's awful. Oh, why am I watching a Charlotte match? Is EJ Manuel even in the league anymore? No, no. there's no way he can be. Like, oh, here's the one. Here's one of the best ones. At oh, one of the good picks in this draft at 31 was Travis Frederick. Cowboys, baby. Um, Unreal. Take in at number 24, Bjorn Warner from Florida State. Ooh. Defensive end from he was with the Indianapolis Colts, born in Germany. He played three years for the Colts and he played for the Jags, and he's currently uh think he's yeah it sounds like he's retired oh uh he broadcasts oh here's the thing since his retirement from professional football warner serves as commentator and analyst for ncaa and nfl games on german television he's also the co-host of the podcast football bromance wow can we get can you get him on the podcast please like episode 121 can you reach out to him i already got a guest for 121 confirmed but maybe 122 or 123 (laughs) i'll do it oh bjorn warner We'll, we'll team him up with Karsten Schaefer if, or Calvin, uh-huh. if, Calvin Klein. Uh, if, I was, is he German, you said? Yeah. I was thinking about the Scandinavian guys from uh, Family Guy. A hot piece of pee. <laughs> That's not German. Was, 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 no, no, was it, oh, was, was it the, like the two foreign guys? The disc? Ah, yes. The, I, that was just on the other day. It's like, I almost made sex with that woman. Those guys, yeah. Oh, no, I put too much detergent in the machine. Was uh, Wizard Robot's friend? God. Was was the 2013 draft? Was that DeAndre Hopkins? It was, was DeAndre Hopkins, draft? Travis Kelsey, and Tyron Matthew. I love it when people go back and rethink about that draft, and they go, like, oh, "Why wasn't Travis Kelsey taken uh, in the first round?" It's like no one knew him, and he was he was kicked off the football team in college for fucking partying. I think. Yeah. If I remember, Matt, wasn't that the Ryan Nassib draft? Isn't you know giant great Ryan Nassib quarterback? We- We've taken some great quarterbacks, him and Davis Webb and uh, Kyle Laletta. Oh, man. What, who was the idiot who got pulled over? Was that Laletta? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what a dumbass. I think he was speeding on his way to the facility. Uh, the New York Giants' first round pick from that draft was Justin Pugh. He wasn't too bad. That wasn't a terrible pick. I'm just looking down the rest of this list, too, because I was supposed to see who the other Giants pick was. Oh, Geno Smith at 39. Dick. Um, where is it? Oh, uh, at 47, the Dallas Cowboys drafted Gavin Escobar. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's one that we're gonna regret. Don't uh, even remember who Gavin Escobar was. Escobar. That sounds like a wrestler. Gavin Escobar. That sounds like a jobber on main event. Yeah. Oh, so the next, so the picks for the uh, the Giants in this draft were Jonathan Hankins. Uh, Demontre Moore, Ryan he was, Nassib. He was good for a while. Demont, he was an idiot, but he was he had a few good moments. Cooper Taylor. No, couldn't tell you. Eric Herman. Yeah, no. It was pick two hundred and fifty three out of UMass. Michael Cox. <laughs> Michael what? C E O X. What? Michael Cox? Yeah. No idea. And then the twenty fourteen obviously got better with uh odell beckham but then the next pick was weston richburg another fucking lineman he was on the team for a while 
Yeah. Uh, I, I we, haven't these... a, we haven't had a solid draft since like 07. Like when every single one of our draft players played in the Super Bowl. Oh, here's the best one is uh, 2015 at ninth overall, Eric Flowers. Oh, yeah. Disaster. Wasn't that the last pick by um, Jerry Reese? I believe so. Yes. Moron. Last first round draft pick for him. Yeah. Guy Where's won Jerry two Reese right now. Uh, guy won two Super Bowls. Couldn't have been a worse GM. Um, let's see. Also in this draft was I think sure. Jerry Reese is wandering around Bed Bath and Beyond asking where his wife is. Oh, and Bobby Hart oh, as well. Working at Bed Bath and Beyond. Stay away from the Beyond section, though. He's only fifty-eight. Yeah, well, he's a why do I think he was in his seventies? No, yeah, he was young. He inherited the team from Ernie Acorsi. Poor guy. Oh no, no, no. Holds the team he, that retires. Um, Oh, the, no, uh, in 2016, uh, which also featured a couple of good picks in the uh, second and fourth round, at 10th overall in 2016, Jerry Reese selected Eli Apple. Yeah. That's, the, that's the worst fr- pick in franchise history. You also got uh, B.J. Goodson and Sterling Shepard in that draft, though. Shepard was a great pick, but Eli Apple, I mean, seriously. Wait, so then Reese's last draft had to be Evan Ingram. Yes. In 2017. Oh, that's right. That is, he is the last Jerry Reese guy. Because then he got fired with McAdoo. And yeah. Dalvin Tomlinson. Who we decided not to keep. Oh. I'm just upset that in that draft, the Cowboys drafted Taco Charlton and did not draft TJ Watt like I wanted. Yeah. Never forget that, that they picked fucking Taco Charlton. I don't, I, think Taco. I don't even think he's in the league anymore. Huge regret. Huge regret. He's Wait, actually Taco? in the Steelers. Taco's on the Steelers now. With oh. TJ Watt. Oh. With TJ Watt, yeah. Taco Charlton. It's funny how that shit works out, isn't it? Oh man. He actually he's on I think he's on their practice squad. He got signed a few weeks ago because he oh was my. on the Chiefs. Oh my the dude God. got goes from the Cowboys to like good teams. It's just one of those things you just love to see it. It's nice but, to uh, see at least the Cowboys miss occasionally too. Yeah. Well, anyway, guys, I think that's gonna do it for episode number 120. We uh Oh, like I said before, this well, I, guys, I know the viewers are going to like this one. I'm definitely going to get Matt and Ramey back on at some point for some more random NFL banter, uh, in season, off season, whenever we want. We'll uh, we'll do it when it's good for you and it's good for me. The next uh, Cowboys crushing loss. I need to rant. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, next time, Ramey, I'm going to get you on. Is uh, I'll be I don't know maybe uh, three months from now, mid January. We'll do this again. Mid January, wild card round. They're going to lose to the Packers. It's going to make me feel great. You know, you guys are going to play that Monday night primetime game, that one standalone game on the Monday night. Just that's when it's going to be in fucking primetime. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, God. I, I just hope anybody but the Cowboys can go to the Super Bowl. Anyone. Anyway. It is what it is. Well, anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening to episode number 120 of YWC Football Talk. I'll be back with Joe Miller, the voice of Bill's Mafia, on Wednesday for episode number 121. Have a good night, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Do. Did Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. 
wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.